Welcome to the Bottled Soccer Talk Podcast. This is episode number 102. It's two guys, two mics, two pints. I'm Nestor, that's Henry, and uh, we're back at it. Season's in effect, officially. And uh, we also got the MLS All-Star Game. MLS versus Liga Mekis All-Star Game on in the background. Halftime just ended, so uh, second half just started. It's actually been pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, Bella scored in the first couple minutes, and uh, uh, I feel like Liga Mekis has been better, but, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to gauge these things. Yeah, even I'd say the the seriousness of it. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it, it's not serious, but it like looks the like the guys are just having it. fun. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's like pickup ball, and um, but you know, it's cool. I think uh, you know, this idea doesn't happen anywhere else. It's Concacaf only that does stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, and uh, it's funny that uh, that you say that because uh, Twamin was kind of uh, reminiscing a little bit. They asked him what his favorite moment was, and. Uh, I guess back in, I think it was 05 or 04, it was the first time they did it, and uh, it was like the first time that anyone did it, because no one does it around the world. They don't do it in England or anywhere else. And uh, the first one was at StubHub Center, or the Home Depot Center back in the day. Yeah. And I happened to be at that game. So it was oh, a nice little memory. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Like, you didn't realize it, but yeah, I didn't, that was probably I didn't significant. That. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, it was against Chivas uh, for Mexico. Uh, so it was, pre- it was pretty cool. Pretty cool to remember that. I didn't realize. Yeah. And and by the way, I don't think uh, whatever happens in this game is an indicator of which league is better. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I could tell you definitively even based on uh, CONCACAF Champions League and, and their their own leagues. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. history-wise, Liga Mekis does blow MLS out of the water. But yeah. today... It, they look like they're both. Uh, it's a lot more pair. same like, height, yeah. you know, same same kind of uh, star power. Although you know MLS has really ramped that up, um, but man, you know it's it's kind of fun to watch. I will say, and uh, I hope hopefully they keep it going. You know, maybe it's tradition now they do this. Every yeah, year. and uh, like another thing, they were asking uh, her Gomez on how um, you know how it's viewed on Mexicans playing in the MLS, and for the most part, the media and and the population see it as a downgrade even still today mm-hmm. by a good margin and i think that's more in comparison to not necessarily liga mekis versus mls but more of where they want their own players to be in terms of the, that standard like they prefer them to be in europe right i think but, the, the reference point or the question there is like would they prefer a player to stay domestically in Mexico or go to MLS, like mm-hmm. which one is better? Yeah, for me they're they're almost uh, equal. They're almost yeah. Although I would say like Liga MX for me is more I would say competitive in a way, to to an extent. Uh, however, that is changing in the MLS now. With you know we can go through each team. Some of the DPs these player these teams have are uh, all around. And man. the leagues uh, the leagues as well. Are, are totally different like the MLS or not, not the MLS just MLS is a it's a lot more physical man like just yeah. just the the players uh, they're all machines and stuff versus uh, the players that play in Liga Mekis they got a lot more of Central or South Americans there so it's a more that, technical yeah. league faster but uh, in terms of the, the speed of play and the movement of the ball but MLS man they really did over the last five years or so catch up a lot what I like about MLS uh, in comparison to Liga Mekis is more so the idea that there's this equilibrium with within all teams in MLS, obviously due to cap space and 
mm-hmm. you know, franchise tags, Tamlany, Gamlany, whatever, DP spots. Yeah. Whereas in, in Mexico, you have your traditional, maybe you could call them a big six or, or whatever denomination. But, you know, obviously, America, Chivas, historically, Pumas, Leo, uh, Tigres, and, uh, you know, a few others that can join that list. Yeah. Atlas is kind of looking good right now, but they don't have the pedigree, in my opinion. Uh, and they've always been like a development, like a team that, that relies uh, on their uh, development. Uh, yeah. And then so if you look at the bottom, say, six or eight in, in Liga Mekis, you know, they're, you could say that the level is a bit poor at times. Yeah. Whereas in, in MLS, even the last eight teams, I think they, they have their DPs. They can play well. But uh, yeah, man, and regardless, though, it's, it makes for an interesting watch. And that's what we have going on in the background. But we spent a lot of time talking about CONCACAF right now, but we're all excited about what's going on in Europe. Sure, man. Uh, Some weeks, you know, game weeks have began, others not. So I don't know if you want to get into that. Yeah, no. Uh, well, the big dog is back. Premier League, the one that we generally focus on. Uh, fuck, man. Uh, a couple of storylines coming out and uh, I guess a few surprises and a few not so many surprises. Again, it's, it's hard to one. gauge. Yeah, it's... But, it's notable, I would say. Um, I guess, uh, man, where the where the fuck do we <laughs> begin? I, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the the first major games played were in England and Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Germany, yeah. Um, but you know, we mostly talk about. You know, I will say Byron put a spanking on uh, who was it? Was it Frankfurt that they played or? Yeah, I think so because it was. Yeah, it was. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they absolutely obliterated, and you know, uh, they have such a a nice attacking team, especially. But I feel like Byron did get better. Yes. And uh, it seemed like they they were they weren't necessarily the same Byron that we knew last season, even though they basically walked the league and and got their tenth in a row, but. It just didn't feel like a normal Bayern team. And now it feels like they're back to normal, like a dominant team that's going to challenge for everything and, and including, uh, you know, Champions League. It's really hard to gauge, you know? Yeah, it is. It I is. think we always know that for the most part, they will have a commandeering run in in Bundesliga. But I think Bayern is, is measured by what they do in the Champions League. Last year was disappointing by their standards. Mm-hmm. I think this year they have a chance of, you know, passing that stage where they got knocked out. I still think they have questions to to answer on defense. Uh, I think we talked about this on the group chat. Uh, by the way, we're starting a fantasy Premier League. You know, it already started. I wish I could have got more people on. It's been brilliant. We'll yeah. get into that later. But you know, I think for me, Byron is is that's the only thing they're lacking. Uh, Neuer is not as sharp as he used to be, and the center back partnership is a little sus. I think uh, they are slightly better though with the addition of Mane. You also have to account for the subtraction of Lewandowski, though, and uh, yeah, that's that's a, a major. But but they blow. It, the the good thing is is they have plenty of attack to go around. Whether it's Mueller, uh, Sane, Gnabry, um, Ooh. who else do they got? Uh, well, obviously yeah, Mane. Sure. Yeah, I, I know they have somebody else. You said Sane, right? Yeah, N- Nabry. Yeah, I did oh, say Gnabry. Um, By the way, Mueller for me, you know, he he's not he's not the same guy he used to be. Um, I think at this point in his career, he's more of a creator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's taking like more of a backseat. You're not going to see him sharp, in the six-yard box. Yeah, sharp penalty taker and still a sharp finisher, but he just doesn't have the, the legs anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, that's currently, I mean, that's all I really followed up on with Bundesliga. But obviously, all, all eyes are really on Prem right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, 
man, there's a few things that happened too. I guess before we get into like the review, um, Barcelona is kind of in an interesting situation. They've signed a bunch of players. They've gotten, I guess, their money situation sorted out to the point where they, they can get these players. But it's still not quite definitive in terms of being able to register them to play in the Spanish league. Yeah. Um, two players, uh, as of now, Kessie and uh, Christensen, are actually at risk to be uh, left on a free if they can't be registered by Saturday, which is very concerning because they... I know they got they got Christensen on a free, but the Kessie, I think they did have to pay a... Ooh, MLS scores. Yeah. Ariola. Yeah, tidy player. I, Wait, I always was that outside? Oh, yeah, uh, they did cough say. Um I know. So so basically, it would be Kessier and uh, Christensen. Um, Kessier would be the big one. Christensen, oh, I think they can live without. Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of it obviously stems from some of the financial troubles they're having with uh, trying to shed uh, De Jong. So I think ultimately, if they don't get Kessier, I think De Jong stays. And you have to rely on him. Well, they're, they're, you know, the, the thing is, is they're trying to finagle a way that that makes it so they can get De Jong to accept lower wages or something. And the shitty part is, is like the fans are demanding that he takes lower wage. And they were even booing Brathwaite this Sunday in the friendly against Pumas. Yeah, yeah. Where they smacked. Um, they were booing Brathwaite. And Brathwaite, not the most talented guy, not the biggest not name. All. Not at all. But, but he, he, doesn't deserve he works that. fucking hard and they're booing him for, for accepting his own wages that they signed him for. Like, fuck me, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a... It's interesting because most football fans are working class people. For someone to be booed to not make as much... And yeah, I know, like, in relation to regular people, footballers' wages are astronomical. But still, it's at the end of the day, you, you sign a contract to be paid a certain amount. And why are you mad that this guy wants to get that? Yeah, and and this is the thing. Um, I'm, usually, I'm usually a positive guy for the most part. And, you know, I don't like to... You know, we used to do our bottler of the week. I think we could still do it, but I, you talked me out of it. I don't like to like just focus on the negative that a player does. But when a, a player does negative, they do deserve that reaction of a boo. And if it's consistently bad, there has to be that pressure from the fans. But I don't, I don't think booing a player for financial troubles that were caused by just mismanagement. I, I, yeah, mismanagement at the highest order of the highest order. I think they just got the whole the whole idea fucked up. At the same time, as a fan, if you know that that's what's stopping you from making this team better, I understand why you're pissed, you know. But I think for a financial thing, you shouldn't be booing Braithwaite, who is not a good player. De Jong, who's a great player, and he definitely doesn't deserve to get booed. He's actually contributed to silverware for them. In their worst moments, too. Like, you know, with Komen, with Messi leaving, with change of striker, with change of coach. The guy's been there. He seems like he has a good attitude. And and, and, um, and it's been very public that he doesn't or didn't want to leave Barcelona. Now I'm sure, yeah. now yeah. I'm sure his, you know, his mentality towards them has kind of soured a bit. There was a video today that came out, and he was, like, driving to the training ground or something. And, and he had to speed, yeah. He had to speed in because, like, he's getting like they, they were, bombarded. Yeah, they were saying, take take uh, take less wages, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Just, that, that's not right. And that's, that's so dirty. I think somebody said on Twitter that I follow, like, you know, if you feel that passionate, 
you know, go protest outside of the chairman's lounge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't do it to, to a player, the man. Player, I mean, yeah. especially a player who's actually shown that he's... And he did accept less wages. Let's not forget that. He did yeah. accept less wages. They owe him money. That's like one of the bigger stories as well is, is Barcelona owes the young money. He, he did take a uh, lower wage. So, so we're like, what do they want this guy to do? Yeah. I, that, I don't understand. At that point... And, you know, the, the crazy thing is that players are, are willing enough to do that because it's Barca. And, and even though they haven't shown it for a while, they still have that allure. But yeah, I think if, if I'm a player and, and uh, you know, I'm getting pursued by Barca, I don't trust them for one. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a bit I'm a bit like uh, hesitant. To it even just goes him. to show that that Barca still has pull in terms of recognition and history and. I'm sure there's a lot of like the older players that tap into the guys that are free agents or guys that are possibly like say Rafinha for example, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like they'll hold a special attention to Ronaldinho and all that, and they want to be that guy. But uh, it just goes to show that that Barcelona still has that pull. All these players know that Barcelona has had financial trouble for the last couple of seasons. So oh my god. Yeah, yeah, and I think by the way the the addition of Xavi um, it, it does that's, it gives, that's an extra pull, yeah. Yeah, because it reminds me of when Zidane joined Madrid, and I think any player was happy to play for that team and even take less money, although that wasn't even an issue. No. Um, and yeah. and yeah, it's it's unfortunate to see. I think more for the player, and and, and you know I think it's just complete mismanagement on behalf of Barca's board, which they've been doing for a few years now. Yeah, it's par um, for the course, and I feel like uh, Laporta is almost doing the same thing that um, what's the pe- the last guy's name? Um, yeah, Bartomeu. Bartomeu did before, where it's like, well, we'll worry about that problem later because yeah. all these levers and stuff. Yeah, they're, you yeah, they're flush with cash today, but uh, it's like pawning your you know your fucking PlayStation or your TV or whatever. You know, yeah, you're taking yeah. money now, but in the future, like. What what are you gonna have? You know? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, but yeah, we'll monitor that situation. Yeah, like you said, this weekend's gonna be huge. Um, and yeah, I mean, the only thing, the silver lining is that on the field they've looked pretty sharp so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, that's in can't deny that. Yeah, and and some of it, like, it's hard to even say if it's tactics. It's just raw talent that they have really on the pitch right now. If they stay healthy. The yeah. likes of Dembele, uh, Rafinha. Well, the league benefits and the opposition, you know, as much as, you know, Madrid fan I can be, it, things are better when Barcelona is pushing us. Yeah. I don't 100%. want to get into a situation where Madrid's walking the league, uh, which... It was did, enjoyable. Did it happen last, last year? Would you say that they walked the league? Yeah, 100%. Yeah? I mean, because, like, you know, I, I feel like there was never a moment in doubt after, like, the first or second month of, of La Liga. That's when you really had built that lead and you never lost it. I think, well, I think Sevilla and Atletico to an extent were there. But yeah. by the time January came, it was like, okay, we know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it was inevitable. And there is a certain uh, beauty in that. But at the same time, uh, for the, I think just for the sake of the league, it's fun when it's competitive. I mean, you know, I, I, I've kinda, I know where you're coming from uh, in that perspective. But, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, as, as far as Madrid, since we did talk a lot of Barca, I mean, uh, you know, some of the uh, preseason games have been pretty good as well. And today they played, uh, was it the UEFA Super Cup against uh, Eintracht Frankfurt? Yeah, the Champions League winners versus the uh, Europa League winners. And fuck, man, I was looking at the starting lineups and no one no one in Frankfurt's starting 11 
makes it onto Madrid starting 11, right? I mean, that can kind of tell you a lot of how competitive that match was going to be. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I guess, for a few a few instances because Courtois had to make a few good saves. But I don't know. When, when you're Madrid and things are just – it feels like everything is just firing as you would like it to be. Yeah, I think yeah. They're, they're in pretty good shape right now. Um, 2-0 goals from Casemiro and Benzema. And fuck, man. I'm excited for, for what the season's going to bring. And that puts Madrid in a position to win – I don't know if it's going to be a quintuple this season uh, or a sextuple, but I don't know. I, I don't. I don't feel good about our chances in Champions League this season, to tell you the truth. I think uh, it's hard to tell. You know, it's it hard is, to tell. Yeah. And For, sometimes I think league play or even preseason, even if you start bad, you could still pick it up in in the tournament. I think it does offer that. But yeah, yeah. Um, Madrid, Madrid had a shaky group stage last season. Yeah, but, yeah, they um, grew in their the whole season apart from the league. I mean, they just grew into it because they didn't look too sharp in the beginning. But you know, with with each uh, leg, I'll say they just strengthened, and I feel like there was more belief, you know, more morale. Well, yeah, it was a mentality thing. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, fucking an, another Super Cup. Yeah, and uh, well, touching on Madrid, uh, particularly, they've had a relatively quiet transfer window. Don't get me wrong, they did you know dot their i's and cross their t's with with the midfield signings particularly and and defenders too many and uh rudiger yeah two areas that were necessary but they did lose another player uh who's for me one of my favorites that i've ever seen wear the kit but never never had many great heights unfortunately uh i don't think he reached the peak even even prior when he was at malaga uh a stud uh isco alarcon going to sevilla uh, a team who has the capability of being a title contender. Yeah, yeah, that one, it, it hurts on strange. two levels, yeah. Because yeah, it's a bit strange. And I think if he's given the chance, uh, you know, I think he can do some pretty pretty gnarly things because that's a pretty good team altogether. Um, obviously, they did lose Kunde, but the thing about Sevilla is that they just, they kind of know how to breed they're, they're good at finding They're good at finding talent. Yeah, their scouts are, are amazing too. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited for that move, you know. I mean, uh like I'm just kind of imagining, uh, who do they have that's in that sort of position now? Well, I mean, it's really like Rakitic, Rakitic a, 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 who can his, drop a little more. Yeah, he drops a little more. You also have, uh, I guess, Juan Jordan, who kind of gets into the middle spaces a lot. Yeah, I, I know I'm forgetting somebody, but I so, mean, obviously Papu Gomez, but he's a little bit more of a like a false nine. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Mid. So they'll be occupying similar spaces, and the thing about. The thing about uh, Isco is that when he gets the ball, and if he has the ball very consistently, he's going to make shit happen. I like and his movement in, in tight yeah. spaces, you know. Yep. It's, it's yep. so... He, uh, he's like, he's one of those footballers that the game right now is kind of passing by, which is kind of lamentable to say, but... It's like, a style that doesn't get enough uh, love. Yeah, yeah, fair. exactly. Like, I guess, I guess at the highest level, you, you can compare him to, like, Jack Grealish, um... Who else has that sort of style where you just want to see them dribble all fucking day? Yeah, yeah. And um, I think often, like, those are the, the most uh, underrated players in the game. Yeah. I think Thiago, to an extent, uh, with, with some of the... I mean, he, he offers a whole different side of the game mm-hmm. from a central and, and like, distributing yeah, side. But yeah. I'm saying when he dribbles the ball, you know who's kind of getting there slowly? Like, Rodri. Some, some of the little things he does sometimes... Mm-hmm. Uh, but like like Isco and Grealish, I think are are very good comparison. 
Yeah, it's, it's just not a whole lot of that. Yeah, Coutinho in his, is in like, his prime was kind of like that. I yeah, mean, just guys that that they're they're free. They're just making it up as they go, man. They're they're there to draw defenders. They're there to get everybody uh, I, out of it, balance. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what's the the game's missing a little bit more these days. And uh, I I know we're seeing kind of like a resurgence in the in the traditional nine and a two striker formation. And I kind of want to see a little bit more of like the tens from the the mid 2000s and early 2010 yeah yeah no totally i mean you know even like if you want to go back to a decade or eight years ago like in the prem you had your, your yeah juan mata david silva and yep. uh uh santi cazorla and, and some of these yep. guys that were just like wow like mm-hmm. they make the game fun to watch yep. on their own and yeah we, we are lacking that because now mm-hmm. i feel like football can be a bit robotic in the sense where it's like press 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 release to the wings yeah, tight this, tight you know yeah you have like you have machines playing versus yeah yeah versus just like these i don't know free balling it type Who, guys who's gonna be the next riquelme will there be one again i don't know just uh, like someone that doesn't work physically but uh <laughs> that that's just there to change the game completely your ronaldinho's even to yeah cacas you know i mean uh but yeah anyway, i don't know i don't know we, I, it's the it's the, what the game is now right i mean yeah it's yeah. crazy uh but yeah i mean uh Apart from that, though, I mean, I think that really covered most of the major transfers. I mean, that that have happened in La Liga. But mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to think. I feel like there's there's certain thing that certain transfers that we've missed from the Prem. However, um, um, since we last linked, I think Marco Curella wasn't officially Chelsea yet. Last time. No, no. We, well, we were thinking he was going to City, right? Yeah, pretty much. I I think it was a. Uh, I mean, there it was starting to get a bit questionable because there's differing sources it was messy yeah not uh, the good one either yeah yeah he uh he joins chelsea and and you know obviously played his first match with them kind of looks good i'm not gonna lie but uh he ended up playing yeah against uh who was it everton yeah yeah he's played briefly. That was not a convincing game at chelsea either <sighs> chelsea uh man i have my ah uh, yeah i have my problems they're with a big them. question mark man yeah mm-hmm. But the the talent is undeniable though that they have on the pitch, like you know the names, the the quality. But it's gonna take more than that, you know. Um, I'm trying to see who. Yeah, else. dude. Um. Uh, fuck. I guess at West Ham they got Skamaka, but I think we said that last week. Oh yeah, yeah. He actually looked pretty good on on yeah, his, he did. his he cameo. Was, he was pretty dangerous. Yeah. Um, whenever he got into play, I think he only played like 20 minutes, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Darmsgaard is officially joining Brentford now. I know that was a rumor from like a week or two. Yeah, I don't know if that really does anything for Brentford. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm kind of excited. I'm not the guy's biggest fan, but I th- it's like you don't get those kind of transfers often to, <laughs> to a club like Brentford. And it's gonna be interesting. You know, it's gonna it could sure. be like Ben Rama. It could be a player at that level, maybe. Um, uh, well, I know United are are well. They're constantly fucking linked to everybody, but. The big one, and it's a big fucking question mark too, because uh, I, I I don't even know what to make of it, and it could it could end up working out perfectly, um, which I guess every team hopes for their transfers too, but <laughs> I I see it not working more than than it might. Uh, the big one is Adrian Rabiot. Yeah. From yeah. Uh, Juve, he's played with PSG. He's played with. Uh, yeah. Pretty sure. Who else has he played for? He's played with. Uh, he played for City's academy, but that was like before, like his pro debut. Okay. He, he's 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 all right. I mean, but I I've always felt that that's a player that's been in there because of maybe uh you know funds or, or resources. Well, cert, cert, he has certain uh, certain qualities to his game that that make you think, 
okay, he's a good player. Yeah. But he's not – he doesn't do much for me, man. You know, I'm not even his biggest fan even from before, but I'm trying to think of a way to even spin this in a way where it's a fucking good thing. It's not. He's – no, like truthfully, like he's a he's not a bad player, but he's he's relatively forgettable. And truthfully, like if say if he wasn't French and maybe he was Spanish, for example, <laughs> he would struggle to get into teams like Getafe. You know, he would be like another guy that's not really memorable. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that you could say that maybe he would be like a mainstay in a Getafe type team or a possibly, possibly. You know, uh, oh, wow, you should have hit that first time. Yeah. Uh, Are they calling that a pen? Oh. No, 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 sure. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting one. I know they were also rumored for Arnautovic. Um, oh, that one, that one they they kind of had to shut down quick because no one. Well, Arnautovic. Who? who like, I want to know. I, I want to just. I want to picture the the room where someone's like, "Hey, what about a thirty three year old Arnautovic? A guy with with uh, like well renowned bad work ethic." Um, you know, that's it just doesn't make sense for what Ten Hogg's trying to do even. Like that's not a signing that he'd go for. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. And if you're Ronaldo, you're like you stand there and you're like, really? Uh, if that's your if that's your answer to the question that I'm posing, like I I really don't want to stay stick around, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um but they 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 heard the fans and uh they're like, okay, no, not that one. But Rabiel seems like it's going to happen. It's not terrible. I, I mean, you look at the midfielders they have well, it's now. An op- I, I will say that Rabiel is an improvement over either McTominay or um, or Fred. Yeah, I mean, bar- you know, barely, if we're honest. But, like, you know, I, I have to see it. Like, dude, I, I don't even have, like, a complete player profile in my head of what Rabiot can offer. You know, he's going to have to just show me what he is because I'm not sure. We've never seen him in the Prem. Well, but you and, know. and we've heard that he can kind of be a oh. bitch in the locker room too. Like yeah, we have, yeah. like there are reports sensitive of that. type for sure. Uh, it seems like everywhere he's gone, he's had trouble. But uh, well, if he can't get playing time, what's the fucking problem? Can't be yeah. everybody else, right? Yeah, but what it, it could be maybe a, a story of like opposites. Uh, maybe because I feel like uh, a lot of players that are having great moments in their careers go to United and fuck up. And this guy has doesn't have much to show, so maybe it's a chance for him to like illustrate what his career can be. You mean like a player uh, going into a contract year? <laughs> well, yeah, I, and I think he has a lot to prove. Um, like I said, I don't think he's a horrible player, um, but he's just like one of those technical type guys that I don't I don't know if that's what United need right now. It's hard to say, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like United this year are are a fuck, man. They're a laughing stock. They're, pro- they're a project, you know. They're a project, and I had them ranked sixth in my final, you know, rankings. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I'm starting to doubt myself, but like, I'm a trust ten hog, and I, we also have to remember that he doesn't have who he wants. You know? I think I think it's going to be a crazy first month and a half for United. By the time October comes, we'll know exactly who United are. You know, I, I think I think we'll we'll know. If, OK, this team's going to go on the up and up and they're actually going to put it together or we're going to. OK, th- this was the team that that I guess everyone thought they were. Yeah, I don't think uh, whatever happened week one is indicative. 
However, even though it's pretty fucking tragic, it was. I mean, I didn't watch the game. It looked like they were bad, but we also have to remember Brighton's not bad. Uh, They're not, but uh, United, like uh, squad for squad, you can't really. And United were looking pretty good in the preseason, right? Yeah, but you know, preseason is 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 sketch. You know, I think. <sighs> yeah, it is. But it, still, you know, you get a little it, hope. It's not nothing like, and I don't. I don't think I said that about the game last week. Uh, the Community Shield. Like yes, it's it doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. But it's it also doesn't mean nothing. It means something for sure. I just yeah. don't think it's indicative yeah. of the form per mm-hmm. se. But yeah, know, who they'll be in, in the league for for the next yeah? What is it? Even Liverpool had weeks. They look kind of good in preseason for the most part. They had their little blip week one. And I don't mm-hmm. that I don't think that's who Liverpool is this season. It's just it's kind of it's a weird a weird moment right now. Yeah. But it still makes for good entertainment, and at the sure. end of the day, those three points or however many points count the same. Uh, but yeah, uh, apart from that, uh, obviously City have been uh, uh, pretty much already officially reported to go after Sergio Gomez, a left back from Anderlecht. I, I can't wait for all the Belgian league experts. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Well, you know, I've I'll seen some people what. excited already, um, and there was this other cat, uh, Sosa. Oh, Borna Sosa, yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy, I think it's more. I think it's more understandable because that team plays in the Bundesliga, plays in Champions League. However, well, for Sergi Gomez, I think it's more of a case of people watch a lot of Anderlecht strictly because they're CFG, but also because they had uh, Vincent oh, Company. They? Yeah, oh, they're technically okay. a CFG team, but oh, okay. like, who they just got another team, by the way. Yeah, I did hear from Brazil. Uh, you know, myself, I can't say I'm an expert on Sergio Sergio Gomez. Is he Spanish? He is Spanish. He plays for the national team. Does uh, he? He well, gets call-ups? The, the, U20, oh, the, the U23s oh, the or whatever. But I, I think, well, that's a position that's stacked. You got Reguilon, you got, you know, Cucurella. It's just stupid stacked. So it's going to take a while for him to even be in that combo. But it could be a good, it could be a good idea, you know. For a second, we had Angelino under Pep even. It didn't work out. It could be that as well, so we'll have to see. But truthfully, we just needed a left back. I think at this point, um, City City are so good at fucking just finding their marks that I, I don't... Well, they were known for... They were pretty infamous for getting busts. Right now, longest, I'm struggling yeah. to think of players that they've signed uh, that ended up not panning out. I'm trying to think of someone, and I can't really... I mean, recently, like, Ferran Torres, for me, was still good, but he didn't pan uh, out. Yeah, but yeah. But even that, like, compared to the duds we had before, today, funny enough, is actually the anniversary of when we when City signed uh, Mangala. That guy was tragic. That, that, for me, is one of the worst transfers in City history uh, for many reasons. But, yeah, we'll see. I, I think it's just a position we need. But but I'm right in, in, in saying that, right, that... City have gotten so good at identifying who's able to work. I mean, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I, I can't really. Yeah, it's, it's and you can't even say that Ferran Torres was a buzz because when he, he didn't was even available play. and when he was, he was okay. Yeah, he he, he got injured. You, you never know. could say that he was a bad player, uh, like like straight bad. Like last week, we got into it about about uh, Grealish, who hasn't been bad, but I can't really think of of like a like you said like a Mangala type guy or. or yeah, yeah. Things are like a fucking science now for, for cities at recruitment. I, I think, well, recruitment is a thing, but I, f- I feel like they have a, a big cushion, a big pillow because of the system that's played. It's like, 
sure you that you do risk yourself in that system, but I guess maybe Ake. Ake Ake for me has been underwhelming, but for me to ever expect a lot out of a player like of like Bournemouth level. Yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, you know, and, like okay. that, and I say that like very kind of like unconvinced as well. Just. Yeah. But like the, the signings that they've made of players that are relatively unknown for the most part, uh you know, have been good. So I'm I'm kind of excited for that uh, to see what that brings. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other transfers across the league. Yeah, it's also like um, like when you sign a, a defender, it's hard to like you see a striker, and even if you're not familiar with them, you look at their highlight tapes or highlight reels or whatever. It's easy to get excited for for a defender. You can't quite do that. Like what you get a slide tackle or something or a clearance. Like that doesn't really tell you much. Yeah, yeah, it's, well, I feel like when it comes to things like that, you got to do your homework, and, and nothing for me proves uh, a player's worth than watching them week in, week out, week in, and you're, we're not always able to do that, but you can get an idea, Yeah, and and that's what it really is, the eye test, there's no stats, I feel. It, yeah, like. it's hard to say that, especially when you're in the fucking Belgian League. Oof, oh, that was good shot. To, yeah. But, uh, yeah, currently, right now, it's almost heading into the 80th, uh, MLS is up 2-0, Via kind of like a sus penalty, but yeah, yeah. It, it did look like there was contact. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and yeah, in terms of uh, yeah, Cucurella would have been just yeah. perfect, and and it would have made the most sense it, to me. It still doesn't make sense that he's at Chelsea. Let me be honest. Well, with the you. price he went for is pretty steep. I will say, and and it was steep. I think it was sixty million euro, pretty much. With uh, I think pending like also any like kick on fees. But, you know, and, and also for the fact that maybe he's not the most tolerant bloke, also known as Ku Klux Rella in, 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 some, in some spaces. But, uh, nah, I mean... Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't hold that against him. I, I personally don't think it was a... He ha- it's just the thing is he's a repeat offender, and I think that goes against Oh, him. like the whole thing with Militao, too? Yeah, yeah. that. Uh, and, and um, uh, it's difficult to condemn a guy. I don't know. Uh, it, it is, but, you know, like you said, when it's a repeat offender, okay. Then, then it kind of makes sense. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I still, I'm still not convinced by Chelsea. They also got rid of Timo Werner, who came for a lot of money. So that's two. That's two big players in a row in the same offseason that they, or in the same transfer window that they get rid of. One was Lukaku, and secondly now it's Werner. It looks like Ziyech is kind of on his way out too. Almost Pulisic maybe. That's the one guy I want to go in it, and it doesn't look like it. But I think there was a quote this weekend from Tuchel where he's like, something to the effect of I I can't trust him or I don't know if I trust him. And I think, well, like, it's like, my boy, if you don't trust him, then what is he doing on your team? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that stems more from Todd. He, the owner, he's, he wants to keep an American guy. But I, I really want Pulisic to go elsewhere. Um, I don't know if the sentiment is necessarily, like, that high for American owner slash American player. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there, in the case of, mar- like, from marketing, I think there is. But truthfully, uh, I, I would want Pulisic to leave. And I think Werner leaving was very interesting to me. I thought like he I would thought at they least would keep him. I thought they should keep him at least one more year, you know. Uh, but I think it's more maybe it's coming more from Werner's camp, and he wants to leave. Yeah, because he's going to get more guaranteed playing time now that now that Sterling's there. I think uh, he's he he was right to question how much playing time he's going to get because Sterling's still young. Sterling's actually known for being very durable. Oh, he's uh, yeah, that's one thing, and about he's him. a known commodity. So Tuchel's going to trust him a lot more over Werner. Yeah, um, yeah, 
And they do a lot of similar things in terms of like how they make their teams tick. Different players, of course, but uh, I, I still found it surprising. And uh, he ended up going back to his old team to Leipzig, um, which is actually really good news for them. For they, them kept, they kept in Kunku, yeah, which was yeah. a, a huge deal. I thought more teams would would go for him. He had a very like Darwin Nunez type season last year. I know, yeah, and but uh, and I was having this conversation with a friend off the record, but maybe there might start to be questions asked about well, not only dipping into players in Bundesliga, but even Leipzig, because uh, you know Werner didn't exactly prove to be the guy that he was made out to be, and maybe there's a little bit more tentativeness with transfers towards that side. Um, but I think we had this conversation wow. last week. But I mean. I, I think I his function. I think his function for Chelsea, <clears throat> and obviously what the league is going to give you, is a lot different than what he was doing at Leipzig. I well, think, yeah, the league's different completely as it is. Well, and, and Tuchel's, in, you know, he's actually uh, playing a much different system than what you see uh, Leipzig doing right now. Leipzig actually plays a really nice brand of football. Yeah, and they also do. They play against different defensive setups. But I, I'm glad you mentioned Tuchel because. Look, like as far as transfers goes, I don't think any manager has been blessed with the amount of resources that he has, mm-hmm. like since day one since he got here. And quite frankly, you could say he deserved it. He won the Champions League; that was his apex, his highest moment. And sure. since then, it's been disappointing. And I think you you mentioned it that you predict him to possibly get sacked this oh, year. Oh, yeah, I think he's going to get sacked. Yeah, I'm starting to believe that more and more. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only by the way they're playing, the way that he's acting, he looks exactly. he looks kind of fed exactly. up, and he exactly. doesn't even look apologetic about the way they're playing. And man, uh, if they do sack him, I could see I could see Chelsea going for a, a homeboy from Brighton, Graham Potter, or somebody of that ilk. I don't know if there's any more big European managers. Mm-hmm that are willing to take on that job right now. I think they would have to look within England and stay away from guys like Frank Lampard, which is a mistake that Everton's doing and, and, and so forth. But yeah, at Chelsea, for me, though, I think they still have enough quality on the pitch. If they can stay healthy, top four is, is still in play. I know uh, that's, that's a tough man, one. That, that, that's a lot to ask because uh, as it stands now, the other two uh, London teams, the other two top London teams, don't seem so bad. They and in fact they they improved. They However, did, they did. They improved. They have consistency. Um, and uh, I mean, I've I've said this a million times, but I don't really think that previous, uh, I guess, non-successor history is really an indicator of of how teams going to be. But you know, Tottenham, despite not winning jack shit ever. Uh, they they are they do have a winning coach. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh my days. That was a nice goal. Good lord. Probably the best goal of the match. To what be a fair. strike. Far like with the corner of the box, far post. Easy as you like. Yes sir. Laser. So uh Liga Mekis gets one back. Yeah, <laughs> with that shitty little whistle. Um yeah, I I, I... I get where you're coming from. It's just like, I've felt that before as well, where mm-hmm. I'm like, Spurs should be better, Arsenal should be better, they should finish ahead, ahead of Chelsea. Mm-hmm. They haven't done it in years. And I just don't feel that Chelsea worsened my, by much. Uh, I know they lost Werner and, and Lukaku, but they were never all that great to begin with. They lost Rudiger. Rudiger's a, a big question I think he was the best mark. defender, man. 
I mean, uh, f- from being just a, a traditional center back, I think he was for sure. But I'm saying like, like just I mean, dragging uh, it out to defend. Was he Reese James? No, no well, of course. Reese James is yeah. different. Yeah, yeah but Reese James can play his position. That's the one thing I will as say. As well, though. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know about. I don't think he well, can play it as well. No, but Rudiger can't and, play as and, well as Reese James. And like on Reece the James's strengths are best on the wing. Ooh, that was a handball. Um, uh, I know. James is best coming up that flank and serving uh, and linking up either with the wings or the or the center attacking mid. He used to be a center back, and I just my thing is like he he reminds me of Kyle Walker, even bigger. Uh, so he definitely could play center back, but like more technical for sure. He. He's just so good all around. Whereas, like, yeah, if, no, if, he's he's very. If you had to throw Rudiger on the wing, he wouldn't keep up as well as Reese James would as a center back. But I think they're both very good. They're both the best defenders. Let, let's also not forget uh, Reese James on set. I'm sorry, Rudiger on set pieces. Kind of a mess. Very good. And then and then this is where the other thing is like Reese James, decent on set pieces, but even like open play goals, like some of the goals oh, they hit he last can, season. Yeah, he can launch it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they're both. Marvelous, and I think if they would have kept both, and it's like yeah, scary hours. That, that was a big loss. Uh, they 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 lost Christensen, and that that's depth for them. Are are uh, are we are we maybe like for, you think underrating Koulibaly a bit? He's looked good so far, I will say, but it's obviously I struggle, it's Yeah, yeah, no, I struggle to think. And, and you're right, you're right. We are overlooking him quite a bit because I think he's still a really good. Center back, and he's kind of supposed to be what what Rudiger was, but he, he's not going to be. But he can can be as far as physicality goes. He's like three, four years late to the prem. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He should have came a while ago. But you know, like center backs, sometimes you should have uh, got that revenue, bro. Oh, that's that's coming. I'm obsessed up next. with those. I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, uh, he, he's man. I, he he's a question mark. Like, why go for him when you could have kept Rudiger? Well, Rudiger, I think, always wanted to leave, to be fair. I think, uh, I mean, going to, going to well, Real yeah, Madrid. He was asking for a lot of money. That was that Free was transfer, too, right? Ooh. You know, it's just, it's just uh, a, it's, for me, it's a no-brainer. And I think I felt this sensation, like, Chelsea is a sinking ship. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of the mainstay pieces are deteriorating. Conte is, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to trust him for the full season. Jorginho, I mean... Jorginho was, was always a liability. He, he's always, like... He's never the guy that's going to make you better. Like, he's going to be the guy, if things are going well, he he's going to look good. If things are bad, he's not going to turn it around for you. Or he's not going to contribute to turning it around. Um, fucking Ernie, man. He, he's, he said he, was, he did deserve the Ballon d'Or that year. Uh, you know, I think like when you use the the, the trophy accolade route, you can make a an ex, you know not an excuse a, a point, but like that's just would it would just look so wrong. It would take away the validity of the trophy because I I still to this day believe it should go to the best player on the world in the world, and that's not always a, a, a easy conclusion to come to. But when you're using trophies to validate it. Well, yeah, he happened to be Italian. He also happened to be from Chelsea, and they both happened to win trophies that year. I, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, but I yeah. think, uh, you know, Ballon d'Or is, is just, it's an interesting thing. And, and this, like you said, this will be the first year that they do it at the, what is it, at the end of the season? Um, I believe no, so. No, the, the next one is going to oh, be it's the next like one? Okay. the whole of the season. But this one, I, I feel, is like, is the first time it's unanimous in, I don't know, maybe six, seven seasons. Oh, Where yeah, everyone yeah. knows it's Ben's, right? Yeah, it has yeah. to be. It has to be. Yeah, there's... 
there's no other possibility. If you say anything other than Benzema, man, that's it's, I'm yeah, sorry, it's son. It's pretty undeniable. Uh, you know, and and the guys that were typically expecting to be a suspect in that race, they kind of underperformed as well. Quite a know? bit. And and Benzema didn't miss a beat from start to finish. Mm-hmm. He had his few knocks, but you know he didn't miss a lot of games. Won everything. Scored a lot. Scored a lot. Assisted a lot. You know, it was, yeah. He had, like, a Sun-type season, a Kerry Kane-type season where, like, the the offense went through him, whether it be through scoring or hold-up play, like Kane. You know, well, he was and, always involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was yeah, involved yeah, in everything. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he had a play in everything. So his stats oh, are... My lo- oh, God, that looked good. Uh, you know, his stats were just really good. Uh, but, yeah. Um... As far as um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. Chelsea is. We don't know what's going on with the wings. I, I don't know if Mason Mount's the guy you trust, but he has to be. Well, he has to be good. You know, he has to be solid. I I don't like a lot of people hold him very highly, and I used to be like <sighs> I used to be a proponent of him, and I still am. But I'm just saying, like, he's <sighs> he's not he's not. I just feel like we talk about him like he's Trent Arnold, like he's Phil Foden, like he's fucking um, Jack Grealish. L- like we, he he's talked about in in that sort of same sense, and he's just not that level. No. Am I crazy to say that? No. Am, am I being a hater? I, I don't know. He's good, but he's like uh, you know, like he's not it, one of those guys. Dude. It's like you know, know, you have your James Milner's, your Jordan Hendersons, and guys like that. Like that's the bunch he belongs with. I think I think when it's all said and done, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna stick to that, but he's never gonna be. Nah, that that role, I I I, I carry Declan Rice higher than him. I carry Jude Bellingham yes, yes, higher than Declan Rice. Jude, Jude, Jude Bellingham, Bellingham for me is better. Those guys, well, Jude Bellingham is, I don't know, he might be the best English player, but uh, I mean maybe besides Kane, I don't know, but uh, yeah, Mount is just not. He's just not those guys, man. Uh, I don't know. He's. He's solid. He's just not going to take you to the promised land. Yeah, yeah. He ain't KDB. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And maybe maybe as a like-for-like a like like in, in his position, you have to compare him to that. Well, yeah. And you're, when you're playing for a top six team and, and, uh, and you know, going for all that. And yeah. he's just not that, man. He's not strong. <laughs> he's not fast. I, yeah. He's got a decent touch. He's got decent, a decent set piece. Decent shot. But there's, pe- there's people that are better than him at that. than. At that, on the English national team, Ward Prowse, and yeah. maybe even fucking Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a lot of that that we I feel like there is certain favoritism mm-hmm. towards certain English players, but of course, you know, and and I I feel like at first he was unfairly criticized for being like Frank Lampard's golden boy, and like, but I still think he was good enough to play those days. I just don't think he's a the savior that he's made out to be yeah but you know i understand why chelsea fans value him because he came from their academy and and all that but yeah yeah, he's not that guy pal yeah um but yeah and and one last thing about Werner, i i saw too many videos too many tributes my guy he's not a club legend no by no means he was a passenger on the champions league winning side and that's about it, right? I think what gets people is the fact that he looks... It seems like a, like just a, a genuinely a nice guy, kind of shy. And I'm sure he is. I'm, I'm sure he's a fucking really cool guy, but... But, you know... I just like, saw yeah. too many fucking tributes and too many crying emojis over him. Like, if you lose Havertz, I understand. Like, he was there for two seasons. Yeah, yeah. It's... it's I don't He's get not it a either. club legend. Don't give him that sort of credit, man. That sort of love. He's not that guy. <laughs> I, it, it, it was confusing to me. 
Very yeah. confusing. Like, don't let's not cry over spilled milk. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're I not agree. gonna see me cry over fucking. I don't know. Who's that kind of player in Madrid? Mariano? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mariano. But, Even Ceballos, or I don't know. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, um, so that's Chelsea. We don't rate them very high. Uh, well, that's two teams that we don't rate very high. I though. mean, I, I, still, I still think Chelsea is going to You think they're Champions League? Yeah, they're okay. finishing. I think so. But, you know, anything could happen. Uh, I just, I don't know. I Until Spurs and Arsenal can show me that they're consistent. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen that yet for years, you know. So, but they they did have a better transfer window to an extent. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, anything else happened in world football? I feel like there was a a few things that uh, happened. I think I touched on this uh, a little bit, a little a little <laughs> earlier. Is a uh, messy. I just have to say this because it, it kind of. Um, I guess annoyed me. Like the way everyone was uh, so excited about Messi's goal, Ben. Which, by the way, PSG won very handedly in their league debut. They're playing against, yeah, like a League 2 side. I mean, recently promoted, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but he scores this uh, overhead kick. I don't even want to call it a bicycle kick because he had terrible contact. He w- wasn't off the ground. Um Am I hating? I mean, uh, people I, were like, "This is like the best goal from the goat." I I've seen many, many better goals from Messi, even in recent history. It's not, yeah, it wasn't a magnificent goal. I think, uh, well, like that's gonna be the trend for these first few weeks. Anything is gonna be overreacted to. For Grant, you know, we could just already know when it's something Messi does. It's it's either elevated too much or even undersold. But I think the goal was okay. Um, I like it just because. What I love about it, the pass was whatever, but I mean the timing to get there and how the the defense presses up. The way up, he chested it, it yeah. just worked. It's a perfect play, it's and cool. as and as a as a team fan, you're excited by that when it's like, oh, they got it off perfect. The the goal is something that anybody could do. About it. a, MLS players are. It doing was that. a good goal. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that it was, it was good, a good yeah. goal. It was good, yeah. But it wasn't like everyone was just fucking losing it. Everyone was fucking losing their mind. Well, it's just people think that just because you're not facing the goal that it's an amazing goal, you know? And I'm, like, trying to think of, like, other goals that were kind of similar in the sense that that they were kind of, like, overhead, backwards-type goals that didn't get that same sort of reaction. Jordan P. Falk. Uh, Did he? Did he get something like that? Like, a, a two weeks ago. But people hyped it up. And the USMNT Twitter, I'm sure. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm that's sure who, I saw it. That's I don't remember. Who, yeah, it. hyped it up. But I mean, but I'm thinking of like uh, Mario Mandzukic goal in the Champions League against uh, Madrid. Yeah, yeah. That shit was that shit was nice. Like, it was overhead kick, far post, and went over the keeper. Cool. I I just didn't. I don't know. I just felt like Messi's goal was way oversold. And when I saw it, like I I I heard a lot about it before I actually saw the goal, and I was like, oh. I like the movement. I like the touch, but for for acrobatic sake, goal difficulty it's nothing crazy. Yeah, it's not a Puskas. <laughs> no, no. And that, and that's what I what that's what I was getting off of the comments is that it was a Puskas type. Yeah, yeah fucking uh, goal and. Um, I'm hating. I know. I know. I'm hating. I know. I know. I'm sour grapes. You know. Um, but yeah, that that was just, <laughs> that was just me, man. Um. Uh, I, I know there was there's a oh uh, officially speaking uh, Ricky Puig from from.
from Barcelona. Oh, yeah, we haven't even touched Masia on that. Masia product. I feel like we really gl- glossed over that. I mean, yeah, I think that it happened a few days after we did the last pod, right? Because mm-hmm. we didn't get to talk about it. Well, it was like it. officially official, I think, on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, it, it can be one of the best signings in MLS history. But if people are expecting some kind of statistical renaissance, like what Vela or, or Ibra did or... Even Beckham, although Beckham is just Beckham, man. He's always going to generate eyes. I think just at the time in his career we got where we got him at the price and and based on the needs that Galaxy needs at the moment, it's just it's the perfect signing. I, I literally could not be happier. Um, obviously, when you go for guys like Cheech, like Douglas Costa, you run the risk of players just burning out and just not being good. Well, those guys are there for marketing reasons, for namesake. And because they were very talented there, there, at one point. There was a, and I, and I hate to like change, like to digress a little bit, but there yeah. was a report this week that, uh, that, LA, that Galaxy were, were considering to get Gareth Bale, but they didn't go for him specifically because he would only be available in the summer. Yeah, and they they figured that Douglas Costa was gonna just be uh like was gonna be able to have like the training camp with them, and he's been injured. He's had other problems and stuff, so it's kind of turned out to be not really working. And Bale's been pretty good for LFC in his last in his only two games with them. Yeah, and he's like mostly a sub, but he's still he's still solid. Um, but again, the signings that we need to go for like Ricky Puig, man. I'm saying like, I think. Maybe we might have discussed this prior, but we all we would always say we need a player that can you know make a play, uh, can keep the ball, and and a player that has a good touch, you know. And I've always seen that from Puig. Obviously, he's not Pedri, he's not fucking Gavi, but I mean, man, the kid can play, and I can't wait to I, see. I it. actually, <laughs> I I know I I really don't like Gavi, but I see them as almost the same player. They have very they, they have, they have pretty yeah. much the same profile. Yeah, but you know, there's no player on Galaxy right now that can do what what we can do in, in terms of like, like keeping if the If we're ball. gonna go by what he's done with Barcelona and well, yeah, he hasn't really played the last couple seasons, but I, I don't know. Probably like skillful wise, he's might be the best player. Yeah, I mean, but, funny enough, this guy here, Carlos Gil, he's pretty much I would say probably the best player in MLS that is Spanish. But that's a guy that played in, like, I, I don't know, it might be Espanol or Villarreal. A fringy guy came here. He's making a, li- a great living. I expect the same from Puig. But Puig is going to have a different hunger in his belly. Like, Puig still probably has the... the he needs to... He, I, he has to go in feeling like he has to prove himself. Yeah, balls on the wall, play hard, and maybe go back to Europe in two years. Carlos Gil is playing well, but he's collecting a paycheck. I think the intensity, the goal, the light at the end of the tunnel is what's going to really you know, push Puig hard. It's not going to be a retirement for him here in the MLS. And yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Uh, and we might be able to see him. Uh, we're going to a match next week on Friday. So yeah, about, you know, nine days from now. And, you know, I think he addresses so many issues that Galaxy currently have. He walks in if there's no issues like, yeah. uh, like physically and, uh, I don't know, like visa wise or anything, because because I, I did see something like maybe he doesn't have his visa, but he's yeah he's officially a Galaxy player now, so yeah, and he could learn a lot from Efrain Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, maybe he'll show like he'll show him around the taco stands in the city. Hey yo, he's hey food. Trust me, you're gonna like it, dog. I know all the spots here, and and it, like this is trying to get him into that shit. 
Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's a good signing. There was also reports that that Galaxy even uh, inquired about uh, Sergi Roberto mm. and Julian Araujo, who's our starting right back, or I guess should be Mexico international. It, there's reports that he's actually headed over to Porto. Right, right. I don't know what he's done to earn that because this season he's not been all that great. He can be good. He he can be like he he's a he's a modern day fullback. That's the thing. Def- defensively, he, yeah, you can afford to be a little shit. Yeah, now. he's he's a little bit of a of a more offensive minded type player. Um, yeah, yeah. And he gets lost in, like coming back. He he get he gets uh, hung up. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, the, I don't know. Galaxy might might end off the season pretty strong. You know, it's it's gonna be a fun watch. Um, I'm not going to lie, because you were kind of seeing a lot of teams in the league do a few moves here, a move there, a move there. And I'm like, yo, Galaxy, what the fuck? You know, like, I know we're, we're bad. It's like we need it. But it's know? a good thing that, that Galaxy didn't overreact and get someone that they didn't really need or someone <clears throat> that was past it that far just for the, the sake of getting a name. Because Gareth Bell, I mean, he's no, in, in mean, terms of career and, may, and maybe even like stature, might be the best player ever to play in MLS. Uh, I know I know. there's Thierry Henry, maybe even Zlatan, you can make a case. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, no, Gareth Bell's very good. Gareth he, Bell's in the be upper up percentile. He's got to be up there, yeah. Uh, you know, but, like, uh, in terms of what you can offer now, I think Puig is, is, there's a big upside there. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't wait to see that. I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that or even, you know, considered it. It yeah. was just, for me, the most random transfer I've, I've seen in a while. Yeah, like two weeks ago, if someone would have said that, you're like, huh? Because <laughs> most guys like that, what they do is they'll 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 just go to an, a lesser you know Spanish league team. They'll go play at Rayo Vallecano, mm-hmm. whatever. Or you'll see them like at fucking Brighton or something. Brighton, yeah. So I mean, you know, shout out Cucurella. <laughs> that, that was basically his route. <laughs> well, no, he will. I guess, but he went from from Barcelona to, to Hetafe. Yeah, yeah. He went to Hetafe first, so, and then Brighton. Yeah. He kind of grinded a little bit. But, you know, it's cool. It's cool to see, man. And this could be a groundbreaking thing if, if the trajectory goes well for, for both club and player and he comes back to Europe and more, maybe more teams will do that. The, the one thing that that uh, the U- we were talking about uh, MLS versus Liga Mekis, the one thing that MLS does have is that, like you said, they have those designated sort of um, players, like the yeah. DPs, the, the team exceptions. So they're able to offer money. But also, dude, it's it's the U.S. Man, people want to come to the U.S., especially L.A. Yeah, people want to be here. You know, even if Mexico was offering that, who wants people that don't know? I guess who wants to go to fucking Veracruz? Who wants to go to Toluca or something? It's not. It's not an attraction. It's not. It's not like that. Like the U.S. in in any sense. So I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, but um, man, yeah, it's gonna be a fun signing. a lot of good signings. This I think this is one of the best windows in MLS history. Truthfully. Probably. Oh yeah, you got uh, Hector Herrera coming in. Yeah, uh, Insigne. Insigne. Insigne for me is the the biggest one, and obviously. Well, they ha- they also got the other guy uh, from Italy uh, in Toronto as well. Yeah, yeah. I forgot uh, his name. Crisito, I believe. I, I don't remember. Yeah, anymore. and then you know, obviously Shakiri, who's been kind of whatever. I haven't heard much from him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and oh, MLS All Stars beat Liga Mekis again. Right. Right. They got outplayed though. Whatever DC, that means. DC United just signed somebody too. I, f- I forgot who. Fuck. 
I just know because oh, I remember right. Rooney's like, yeah, we're going to sign him up. Oh, and we never even mentioned that Rooney became the head uh, coach, the, the manager. Yeah, D.C. United. Uh, it was pr- pretty crazy trajectory. Yeah. He, had a, he did really well with Derby County. They didn't get promoted. Well, they got relegated, I think, just due to the fact that there was some uh, financial fuckery going on there. Uh, and uh, they, they were deducted, I want to say, 22 points. 20 plus points. <laughs> uh, which is fucking huge. Hell yeah. Oh, that's who they got. Uh, Christian Benteke. Oh! Yeah, that's what I was forgetting. That, that happened yeah, this week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I was like drawing a blank. Yeah, that one was... Uh, you think he can dominate? You know, I don't I don't have high hopes for him. Really? I think like... I, I guess it, we're, we're like... We're thinking about that one season he had back in... Um, when was it? Like 2014, 15? He's a, he's a solid player. When I just, like, I think, like, you, when it comes to MLS, like, you can be a great player, but if the system that you're playing or the team in general isn't good, like, it's going to be very tough, you know? Like, you don't see too many players, like, carry a team. Slatan was actually pretty good considering Galaxy at the time were, like, We whatever. were looking at his numbers yesterday. Yeah. He had stupid numbers right away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's... One of the best strikers ever. Slatan and, and also, like, the quality of the goals, man. Like, like you know how we were hyped up, or people were hyped about Messi? Like, dude, this guy, Slatan had that here in, in MLS. He scored bicycle kicks. Like, actual bicycle kicks, you know? Well, that goal that he had, uh, that was, like, what, 40 yards out? That one was Volley yeah, against yeah. LAFC? Yeah, my dad was at that game, man. Savage. Like, he was there at LAFC Stadium watching that. But, I mean, yeah. It's pretty pretty crazy, uh, crazy times in MLS, man, and and I can't wait for them to, you know, pull the wool on on pro rel and and transfers and all that, you know. But that's I feel like it's a that's wild a whole way. other story, man. Uh, a lot of people are against it. Uh, well, the the owner specifically, like, what owner wants to see their team, like, willingly be put in a position where they're not going to be in a place to make automatic money, you know? Yeah, and you're, there's more pressure to spend money too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that covers all, most of the happenings. I'm, I know we've missed shit, man. I mean, and we, we haven't gone over things that probably happened, I don't know, two, three weeks ago as well. Just whatever, fuckers. You're listening now. God damn yeah, it. And those are like, we were going over the major points. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the things that matter, if you're really into it, then whatever, man. Just fucking go back in history. I don't know. Um, well. Like we said, the Premier League is back, so let's do a, a review preview, man. Are you are you, uh, you ready? Let me just get my ducks in line. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, so let's uh, start with... So Arsenal started their, uh, their league uh, on Friday uh, against Crystal Palace, so it was kind of like a little uh, London derby. And I think it was a really good game. I think uh, Arsenal did what they wanted to, but Crystal Palace's physicality, and maybe you can even say that uh, that Vieira has influenced a lot of that because that's how he was as a player. Yeah. I guess you can say Vieira was kind of the prototype to what Yaya Torre ended up being because yeah. we, we talked a lot about uh, Vieira's uh, physicalness. S- same thing with Roy Keane, but technically speaking, they were really, really fucking good. 
Yeah, Vieira so, and, and, and Makalele, like, those are two guys yeah, that were big, yeah, technical, exactly. rare. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and Seedorf. Seedorf, yeah. Well, Seedorf yeah. was just, I think, I think he's underrated. We don't talk about him enough. Those are all kind of, and those would go under that file of midfielders that have not regen. You know, it's like, there's no player that plays like them as much, you well, know? Madrid there can has be. a couple of guys. They can be, uh, yeah. I think, it, like, I like for me, like even Declan Rice, you can put him in that category. Oh, Declan's uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Declan yeah. Rice is 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 really really underrated as well. Like, he's for me, like he's like Rodri, you know, just a guy that just does the right. I, I have my thoughts about him, but we'll save that for the City match because they play. Um, but anyway, yeah, Arsenal. I think they look really good. They started off hot, and as Crystal Palace kind of pressured them over time, they, they uh, maybe slowed down a bit, got a little more sloppy. But I don't know. The first thirty minutes for Arsenal were fucking magic. It was good. It, it they was like, were so good. Yeah, they um, on the counterattacks especially. Like I think uh, some people were kind of pissed with Gabriel Jesus. He was a bit shaky, but the chances he creates on the runs and the passes, and you know, just the. The flow. He doesn't think twice. You know, he he's going to score a lot of goals, man. I know, and, and he was one of the most dropped players in in our fantasy league. So I'm keeping him. I I, I meant to start him, and I I don't know. I, I guess I didn't. I thought I did. Yeah, I'm which reminds him. me, I should. Why, 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 why the, the fuck would I not keep him? Um, but, yeah, I, I thought all around the first half for Arsenal was spot on. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Crystal Palace had a few chances, and really it was the second half where where things got a little bit. You know, dicier for a little, Arsenal. A little more even. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think I still think that Arsenal were a little better. No, Arsenal but, deserved it. But yeah, uh, but Crystal Palace, they, they, I mean, they're they're a top half team. I think. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's where I had them. I don't know if you remember, because um, I know we were kind of watching it at the same time, more or less. There was a moment where uh, Crystal Palace actually had the ball for maybe like five, six, seven minutes. And they were in their half, and they were trying to make something happen. But um, this is where I, I was most impressed with Arsenal. This is the best center-back partnership I've seen them have oh, I want, yeah. for yeah. Dec- like a decade, man. Like, the last time they were this good was when Koscielny and, and Per Mertesacker were in their prime. Wenger ball, great fullbacks. I think we're starting to see that again. And Arteta, like he really started three center-backs. You know, Ben White. Uh, Saliba and Gabriel and they all looked well they all had an idea of what they were doing and yeah, I think man. that's how you have to play against CP you I, know I, I think um, well I, I also feel that the team has matured too mm-hmm. and this is why it's important to have to be consistent with your managers because it looks like they, they've drilled a ton it looks like they respect the plan they stay disciplined a year ago they probably would have folded they probably would have um yeah, yeah. Know, they they would have lost the plot, but Ben White Saliba actually turned out. I think he got man of the match, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. He got he got a little bonus. Um, uh, I don't know. I and well, we we haven't even mentioned Zinchenko. Oh, he was good. Turned out to be so good for them. Tierney yeah. came on, got the first assist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Zinchenko did get get the first assist. Um, I guess the big question mark moving forward is uh is maybe that that holding midfield sort of area because Odegaard I don't know if you noticed but when the game got physical he stopped becoming efficient he he became sloppy and and the pressure maybe got to him a little bit he's 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 a finesse player through and through yeah yeah you're you're not going to expect him to to be like this marauding type like 
like again we we were talking about like Mason Mount KDB in that position mm-hmm. he's a lot more Mason Mount in terms of physicality KDB not only is he technically Dude. superior to everybody physically the guy's a unit I mean like I can't tell you how many times I'm, I've seen players collide with him like 50-50 to try to get the ball back and somehow he, no, he stays up well yeah. when when you when you get a, a like a run for uh, for Odegaard you're not you're not really intimidated in the sense that you're going to challenge him. No, like, no. I I would want to bump into him. He's pretty slight. Yeah, he's yeah, not. He, yeah, he's not. He's just not a big guy, and that's fine and everything. But when you have strong fucking teams like Crystal Palace, uh, you have Eze, guys like uh fucking uh uh Z- they're all big guys. They're all fucking big. Yeah, they're athletic for sure. Um, but I think I think Arsenal really responded to the test, and I think Jesus was awesome. I think he was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Saka. Uh, if it wasn't Saliba, man of the match, I, I think you got to put Saka in there. Saka, so he's, good. He always is. I think for me, he's the best player on the team. Like, for what he can offer and how consistent he is, mm-hmm. I think. Like going back to last year, obviously this season things could change. Martinelli back. Martinelli's so good, I, and I've been a Martinelli truther for same maybe maybe two three years now. Same same. So I remember like so good. his debut season. Like, so so good. He gave City the work, and I always kind of had a feeling like yo, this cat's really good. Yeah. But obviously the injuries he had were were very like yeah. you know bad injuries, and he yeah. bounced back. So yeah, it's an exciting team to watch. Yeah, it's crazy. They have they have a future set up, but but the, but Arsenal's always been good at that, and it's good to see them rebounding uh, into it. Uh, they have good ideas with with Arteta. Yeah, but they also show that they can, they can take pressure and and switch into a counterattacking system when needed. They have the tools for it. De- so, yeah. Depth has become a thing for them too, because Enketia brings something different than uh, than Jesus. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and and what I like about Enketia too is that I think uh, his ego isn't like what Aubameyang's and Lacazette was, like where it's like, oh well, if I'm not starting, like you know, he's just. Not there, yeah, but and I think also he knows his role, and also not as one dimensional as Lacazette's skill set. Yeah, 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 and not as not as expensive as well. Which speaking of Aubameyang, I, he was rumored for Chelsea. Oh, that's like, right. Very strong links. Yeah, yeah, and, and Ooh, that would that would piss it, a lot of people off. It would, yeah, but um, and there, it, it's a move that actually makes sense in a lot of ways, but for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, for exactly for Chelsea, and also for Barca's sake that they need to shed as much as they can. Klopp, Look you at know, Courtois. I know, yeah, that was, that's the second one too. Uh, we switched to the uh, Europe Super Cup. Oh yeah, we're watching that back, uh, Real Madrid Frankfurt. But yeah, man, um, fuck, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah. Oh my bad. No, no, no you're, you're talking about uh, uh, Arsenal's, uh, I guess, depth. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Aubameyang. Aubameyang, yeah, yeah. So like, also he's played under Tuchel before, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, there's just a lot of, of denominators there that are matching. I just think it's a matter of, you know, economics. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Arsenal good to a good start, 2-0 win. Um, was it a penalty that they scored the second one? The second one was uh, an own goal, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's right. Saka, yeah, Saka from from the near post. And that should have really def- been a goal for him. No, it was a pretty bad deflection. Oh, no, I mean, oh, yeah, I'm saying, like, he actually struck it with the intention. I, I don't remember if... if yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a big deflection. Um, but uh, either way, man, 2-0, two, two it, it could have been uh, it could have been 2-1, 3-1. I think that would have been appropriate. Crystal Palace is a pain in the ass. They're going to be good all season, I think. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're a team to watch, and f- fuck, man. 
Eberard Eze, is that his name? Eberichi. Eberichi Eze, man, what a player. I think he's their best team. But they they have a few interesting good players, too. Yeah, I mean, Zaha, you know, he's the guy there. I mean, he's been for a while. He's the name, I think. But, yeah, even I think, you know, you can tell when he gets the ball, and I think you get that feeling with Eze as well. Like, you can try to get it off them. You probably won't. You know, and, and, and they're so, like, such good dribblers, and they have a final product. Eze's got a lot of that sort of, um, you remember St. Maximin, like, two years ago? Yeah, yeah. He can also He's, play free roam. Like, he doesn't yeah. need to be linear. He can actually, like, dribble back, yeah, turn yeah, around. Exactly. That's what I like about but him. But I feel like Vieira's a little more structured in that, that he probably wouldn't let him have that sort of free roaming type yeah. uh, role. It's a difficult um, one. I mean, in his kind of system, no, no. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, the, one more thing before we move on to the next game is uh, we always get caught up in in this kind of conversation where, oh, he's uh, – that that's his level. Like, And I'm going to be very, very uh, specific. Uh, Jordan Ayu, he's been in the league forever. He's been, I think, with Swansea. Yeah. He's bounced around from different – I want to say he was even with Watford at one point. Um, I'm sure yeah. if I pulled up his Wikipedia, it'd be like 20 teams. But Ayu's always had a position in the league – Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not always, but he's been in the league for a while. But he hasn't really been all that great. You know what I mean? Like, he, like we, you see his name and you're like, oh, yeah, they got Jordan Ayew. But then when you really think about it and when we talk about Premier League level, what is what exactly does that mean for uh, for someone that doesn't really make it or someone that's doing well in one league and then you, you say, oh, well, he's not proven Premier League? Yeah, well, I think you look at Ayew, it's like the teams he's played have been – like relegation fodder teams for the most part. Mm-hmm. So like, like, uh, like I don't know if you could say he is a Premier League player. If he is, he's like, I hate to say it this way, but like, kind of like bottom tier. But he's always had a a, a job, and I, he might always have a job. Well, I mean, you for know the what? longest time, uh, Andy Carroll had a job in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. But his stats are. I mean, I don't have them in front of me, but I I know uh, Jordan Ayew. Like most times, he has played for whatever team he has played for. He's usually usually been the top scorer on those teams, um, like, with the exception of there was that one year at Swansea where with I don't know if it was Wolford. Hold on, Bo- my bad. There was a little bit of a technical difficulty there, but uh, you were saying about uh, Wilfred Bonnie uh, when they were at Swansea. Yeah, yeah. So Jordan Ayew played with him, and and maybe there was one year where he played with Buffett Timby Gomes. I think those were the only two years where he probably wasn't the best player, but. You know that's that guy's a gone international uh, when they were actually pretty good, and I think he kind of rode that wave. Um, you know him, Asamoah, Asamoah Gyan, Kevin Prince Boateng. But yeah, it's kind of hard to say. Like, if I were to say the level of the prem, I think I'd have to find like a median player. His best season, um, goal wise, in the prem was in 2019-20 he played 37 games so pretty much the full season mm-hmm. nine goals and and we also have to remember he, he does play on the on the wing sometimes i'm not saying he's i'm not i'm not even like a fan of his but yeah but but i mean the, the i guess that was the, that was kind of like my lead in though is like when we say premier league level like he could very easily be playing in MLS, fucking in Netherlands and Belgium or whatever. I, I think he could play in La Liga, you know. It, maybe yeah. Like you know, like the way yeah. Danjuma. I mean, he's pro- Danjuma's probably better, but I'm saying like yeah. around that level. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But but 
it, it's hard to gauge because he hasn't been spectacular. There's been other players that we say, well, they they're they're not that level anymore. Mm-hmm. But was he ever actually that level? You know, his first season was in fifteen sixteen. He's only thirty, by the way, so he's, it's not like he's been around forever. But you right. know, that's six seasons, I guess. Um, well, seven, I guess, but it's starting today. But his first season was seven goals, and uh, I don't know. I, I think um, I, I think I well, my myself anyway. I, I want to be a little more generous with players and saying what actual level they are, because it, it might be unfair. Be, might be due to the level of the club they're at or other situations maybe yeah yeah no it's yeah it's uh i I still think he's primarily level by the way but Mm -hmm. he's not like uh he's not the the the, you know showman and and it's not like it's not like strikers specifically or attacking minded players it's not like their only job is to score they the tactics are in place for a thing. It's not like a, a manager would leave a player for 37 games, like I said, mm-hmm. just because they can score and they take up space, they make movement, they create, not necessarily assist, but they can also think of play, they can they drop down. There's a lot of things that, that players are expected to do and maybe sh- contribute to that that we won't see on the stat sheet just because his position on FIFA says center forward, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like I, for me, if if I were to say what what's a, what is a Premier League level player, I would go for somebody in the middle. You know, like m- maybe somebody more like Mikel Antonio, if that makes sense. Like, okay. like he's not great superstar level, but you know he's pretty good. You know, and that's like on a, on a relatively mid table to like, you know, upper mid table team. But yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting one, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, um, and, yeah, and like you said, I I actually think he's a good player he's not bad i mean look at sebastian holler who you know we hope is doing well but he he plunked you know he, he didn't hack it in the prem but he went to ajax and he did bits and and in the champions league he was you know cutthroat so it's like it's not the end all be all sometimes yeah, yeah, it's yeah. also a matter of the league you know yeah. it just doesn't work yeah. out uh, yeah and system too a player that's successful at a at a free-flowing team like um i don't know Let's say uh, a team. Um, uh, who am I trying to think of? Like, like, uh, what, what's that team in Italy? Um, the one that's been good for the last couple of seasons. Atalanta. Yeah, Atalanta, free flowing, run and gun, and then you put him in a counter attacking team like West Ham. Those are those are very contrasting styles. It's not necessarily going to be a one for one sort of situation and indictment on a player. And my one of my favorite examples of. I guess since we're on the topic, you know, a Premier League player's production can vary by the team he's on. I mean, look, we could have two years ago, we could have still watched Wolves games and and we could say like, hey, that guy on the wing there, that that dude's a problem. He could play striker too. His name is Diogo Jota. He only scored, I don't know, maybe 10 goals that season. But you go go to Liverpool and then you really see your level and you're like, well, he can do it with the, the big dogs, so... It, it can vary, and I'm not saying I use that player because he's not. But yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, like yeah. you know, it's 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 crazy like how much a move can affect a player's trajectory and. Yeah, know. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I I just felt like it was something, something interesting, uh, just based on how we kind of rate players. Yeah, yeah, um, no doubt. Uh, so yeah, moving on. Uh, yeah, Arsenal beats uh, Arsenal beats Crystal Palace, uh, two 0 first clean sheet, first win. 
good, good shit, and they look good. Uh, next game up was uh, Fulham versus Liverpool. This one was a surprise because I think I think everyone picked uh, Liverpool to win this one, especially coming off that that win against uh, City uh, last week in the Community Shield. They drew two two. Who would have thought? Not I. Uh, yeah, it's it's like it's strange that, that that happens. I think in any league it happens, but you know it's more likely to happen in week one, and it did. And um, you know even the goals that Fulham scored were strange goals. Like it's not goals you see every day, and I think. I mean, they're fortunate. They're fortunate to get the draw, Fulham, against a team like Liverpool. And that's not taking anything away from Fulham because, I mean, you know, the project that Marco Silva has going on there and some of the players they have. It, well, it's good to see because, I mean, if you're optimistic about it, which I, I don't, I'm not going to say I necessarily am, but the the outlook was they're def- definitely relegation fodder, but... Uh, you know the champions of the championship are you know playing are, are drawing against you know one of the best teams in the prem one of the projected winners so i will say fulham, my projected winner yeah they they fulham are one of the best ever they're a menace they're they're, to, to, they're to, yeah to grace the the uh, the championship and yeah and you'll hear a lot of talk about how liverpool didn't really play all that great they were flat and that might also be true but that's also taking credit away from fulham who as far as I know, haven't really changed their style from last season, right? Not a whole lot. I mean, and 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 we can't fail to mention that some of the players have continued on, you know, the same. <laughs> well, that's where that's where I'm going to be a little more negative, a little more cynical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little less generous. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily think that Mitrovic is going to is going to get anywhere near what he did last season. Oh, um, not not at all. Not at all. But, like, my thing, and this is, and I tweeted this, and I said I think it can be one of the best comeback stories in, in Premier League history. Because when he was, you know, in the Premier League the first time, he barely scored. He struggled. You know, obviously he's on a new team now. Um, a lot of times he was pressured, like, go, you know, you should probably go back home. It would have been so easy to go to Red Star Belgrade or Warsaw, you know, whatever, out there. He stayed. He, he went back to the championship, built up his repertoire. If he can come back into this league and score, like, 20 goals, 15, 20 goals, which is, I think it's it's not going to happen. But if he does, that for me is, is it's just a, a kind of a cool story. We don't see that too often, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I, and, I think I he'll see, be lucky to get to 10. Uh, I mean, given that he has penalty duties, I could see him surpassing 10. But, you know, it's Fulham, though. It's Fulham. It's not... They're not gonna. They're not gonna score a lot every I, week. Yeah, you know? I'd be curious to know what uh, what the average penalty, like how many penalties relegation fighting teams get per season. I want to know if it's like twelve yeah. a season, thirteen. It's probably, it's probably less than you know what the top half gets. But well, yeah, you know, of course. Yeah, you know handballs or you know shit like that can happen, but I don't know. What I've seen so far, that's a, that's a great start and it's not to say that he'll continue that but the guy he just looks like he's confident he's in a good moment and um it'll be kind of cool to see uh his trajectory because at one point like it looked like that dude was never gonna make it you know he was just gonna be like a forgotten player uh but yeah uh ultimately though i you know liverpool controlled the game more obviously they create so many chances even with the you know the long balls and, and the crosses 
But, you know, the interesting thing is that at the end of the day, Fulham still had almost as many shots on target, and they're yeah. very uh, direct in the way they attack. Well, yeah, they're, they're continuing. They're, they're not going to back down, uh, which yeah. might end up biting them in the ass uh, as the season goes. Um, yeah, it looks cool. But it sounds like... The, but but let's also not forget that the championship season is like, what, 48 games or something like that? Like 45? Yeah. So I'm imagining that their conditioning is pretty pretty good yeah to to withstand the league so i mean they, they might be the surprise of the season i doubt it i don't know if they will i i would be i would be happy if they were you know obviously last year i i was saying like i didn't see brentford doing it and they've they've done quite well for themselves uh i have to give them their flowers like well, they, they shut were me the, up. they were the lower half chelsea where they, they they netted a lot of points early on and kind of rolled off of that because they they ended up oh, the second up, half yeah. was abysmal. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, it, it was it was a, a ride for them, but you know, still getting those two, points two, is pretty interesting. Two two against Liverpool. Hey man, that's not that bad, man. Not bad. Not I bad. I guess uh, I guess uh, Liverpool's bright side was that Darwin Nunez got a goal and an assist. Right, uh, right. Mohamed Salah got on the board, and they were bad for their standards. So you know, things can only get better, I suppose. And they are mis- they're still missing Diogo Jota, who I think completes that trident, if they, you will. They did lose Thiago to a, oh, yeah, to a hamstring injury for, I guess, up to six weeks or so. Yeah, that's yeah, bad. That's a tricky one. He's kind of, he's kind of injury prone, so last season was, uh, I guess, like a little bit of an outlier where he was available most of the time. Yeah, and even like when he was available, he was still learning the team. We can't forget that that first, like... Three four months, like he was criticized because oh you sp- you spent this on him he he hasn't done much but he improved as the season went on. What um was last season his second season? I think it was. Oh okay yeah maybe it was. So I, I don't remember. Yeah because I remember last season was better than his first. His first like a lot of people were kind of shitting on him a bit. Rightfully so. I'm I'm not going to defend that. Anyway uh, yeah Liverpool. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we can really take anything away from their performance, really. It's probably just a just a mark. But they, they I guess last season they did draw a lot, and that's where they kind of lost the, the, the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, I mean... They drew way more than City, and that, that losing two points, obviously, as we know, costs you the, the Prem. These days, yeah, it's the point total. You have to be almost flawless, and, you know... It's it's good to get it now though. You get it out of your system now, and then you know work on what you need to work on. Go on a streak, and then duke it out. You know, and and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the hard part. But uh, you know, next match though, um, I guess somewhat of an upset too. Uh, Bournemouth uh, beat Aston Villa two nil. Yeah, yeah, that was a surprise. I, I didn't really expect that. Um, I do that ESPN pick'em thing. Oh yeah, and yeah, I chose it was Villa. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I lost that. Uh, I didn't watch that, did, did you? No, no. I, I, <laughs> it was like one of those early games, too. I mean, uh, Leeds uh, beat Wolves. Is that a surprise? I don't know. I, Both I, teams uh, are pretty equal in terms of talent. Yeah, yeah. I would say so, yeah. And uh, Jesse Marsh seems to be the truth for Leeds. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess he's taking something out of them. Um, yeah, yeah, Leeds are pretty good, man. They got Tyler Adams and, uh, well... Uh, maybe you can expand on this. Uh, your boy Aronson, uh, he's uh, he's proving to be the goods. First game, sure, but uh, even in preseason, you know, yeah, against granted like weak opposition, but I I think he uh, he does all the dirty work, all the hard stuff very well, 
um, obviously, like, expecting him to be an offensive, like, prodigy, and, and that's, like, demanding way too much. But what I enjoy is just that, you know, he's a gamer, you know, to use the American term. The guy, like, presses off the ball, you know. Uh, if he does get the ball, he's already immediately thinking direct. And, and yeah, man, I, I, I liked his performance. Obviously, the goal, whether it was a goal or not, I, I think it's, like, whatever. I, I didn't see any, like, uh, slow motion. Like, usually when, when a goal is kind of in question like that, you'll get a million views in slow motion. And I don't know why. No one slowed it down. The angles were limited, and then I saw another broadcast, and then I saw another angle, and it kind of looks like it went in. Well, uh, I mean, it did go in, but, like... I mean, off uh, of him, but oh, it's, I like... See. You know, if it's not clear, then it's not clear, and you just got to live with it, you know? It happens to all the best players. They get, like, a few goals like that taken off, you know? Harry Kane, KDB, all these guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, either way, man, he, he, he was there. If the defender wasn't, he was going to be there. He was going to meet it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was kind of just talking shit. Uh, <laughs> Jack Harrison, <laughs> in, in the In the uh, group chat, I was talking shit. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, no uh, Jack Harrison. Um, I think he got man of the match, if I'm not mistaken. He's like... Um, He's pretty. He's sneaky good. He's nice. He's consistent. He's uh, sneaky good. Not super flashy, but he just gets the job done. He just runs down that flank, man. He has he has a he has a pretty high motor. Yeah, it's crazy. And that, and that's what Leeds is gonna do, I guess. Bielsa sort of set that kind of standard where you guys are just gonna run the whole fucking match and and Jesse Marsh is kind of uh, continue that sort of thing. Uh, getting players like Aronson, letting uh, Jack Harrison run. Um, yeah, it, I think they're. Like a ninth through fourteenth place team. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. That that's a safe bet and big win for them. I will say Daniel Podence had himself a pretty decent game. I, I mean, the goal is one thing. He had another a really nice meg. I I want to say it was on Rodrigo, but yeah, you know yeah, the guy. Was, yeah. He looks pretty good, man. Um, but obviously, Pedro Neto's back too, which is huge for them because uh, he missed a, a big part of last season. I think most of it, and he's. I don't know. I rate him higher than Podense. Yeah, I mean... I think he's a better player. More developed as well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, fucking uh, Pedro Neto's more dynamic, and he, he gets more of the finishing touches. Well, well Podense is like, kind of like that, that sort of um, Isco role where... He kind of wanders. He wants, to, he wants to have the ball and be free-roaming. I don't know, I don't know if that's going to work for him long-term in a structured team like Wolves where they're very defensive. Yeah, yeah. But um, either way, man, I, I, he is a good player. Flashy. Yeah. And since we're talking about Wolves, I... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gonzalo yeah. Guedes is on the way from Valencia. And it, it kind of does point to the trend of the Portuguese yeah, yeah, yeah. influx into Wolverhampton. But, I mean, that's Whoa. that's a player that I think Wolves is punching above their weight for. Like, that's a great get. But know? they also lost Connor Cody. Yeah, that they did. He's that going to Everton. Everton, yeah. I, I don't get that. On alone, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he their captain? Yeah, I mean, he. I think he was for the longest. You know, who do you take? Who Who would you take on your team? Uh, Connor Cody or Harry Maguire? Uh, oh, I'll take Harry Maguire. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even hesitate on that. Uh, but because I'm just, I think Harry Maguire is good, man. Like, I think he's he's sure. in an, an unfortunate situation. I think Connor Cody's solid, but you know, I'll take Connor Cody over Tyrone Means. That that's a very fair comparison. I think uh, Connor Cody is that that's his level. You know, he's a fringe uh, England international, but like when it comes to like some of the best defenders in England, he doesn't quite hack doesn't, it. Doesn't doesn't Mings start for England? Yeah, Mings starts for England, and and I'll say this: Mings is more athletic. 
Yeah. You know, but Connor Cody, like for club football, I think he's a better player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, it's, well, Everton, uh, interesting. Everton's. I don't know. They 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 want to spend their way out of their troubles. They, I think they're going to be again relegation battling. They're they're very yeah they're very close to that section yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, Frank yeah. just doesn't doesn't look like if, the guy. If Tuchel's the first one to go, Frank might be the second one. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say by the way, I know it's just week. Look one. at this dude with his hot pants. I know. Yes, uh, Aston Villa. Oh, that's the dude you're referring to. Yeah, right? I was talking about him earlier. He, he he looks like he's going to beach, not a football match. Yeah. Maybe that's like what he's, he's doing after getting out of or in yeah, Finland. About to go to I the guess. Club. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, but Villa though, like they they started bad. If they continue, I think at one point you know Steven Gerrard's question. Yeah, his win percentage is pretty bad. But they haven't lost a lot of games that that might imply. And it's a small, yeah, it's still a small sample size. Uh, still, man, I wouldn't be confident in saying that his job is safe. But anyway, we'll no. talk about we'll talk about that later. Um, then moving on from Leeds versus Wolves, two uh, one. Uh, Newcastle beat Nottingham Forest. Who's on, I think on my list for relegation? Yeah. Newcastle. Um, yeah, they're actually pretty good, aren't they? Yeah. They're, Two they're nil. Very, you know, solid, solid team, and they got the same coach still. Um, didn't make a whole lot of signings in in the transfer window, uh, oddly enough. Um, you know, but still, decent team. I think the you know the the spine of that team is intact. The one blow that they did suffer recently uh, is John Joe Shelby. I think he's out for the season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, some crazy injury. I don't remember what it was, but, you know, he's out. So there is maybe a chance that they might go for a central central midfielder at some point. If not now, maybe in the winter. You know, so that, that's something to monitor. Like, how crazy would it be if since if Barca can't get Kessier, he came to Newcastle? Fuck. I mean, you know, AC Milan to Newcastle is maybe a drop, but I'm saying, like, uh, with the know. trajectory of Newcastle. I don't know, yeah. It's like you can really be doing something special. I, I do. I did read a report, and maybe this is just like reporters just fucking writing things for headlines or whatever. But uh, I guess Newcastle, uh, Newcastle has advised Chelsea that like just keep them keep them in mind for players that they they're trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's kind of that's kind of weird, right? Like that whole the whole idea of like. Well, yeah, well, we'll take your seconds or we'll, we'll uh, you know, just, just let like let us be the first option. I don't know. That's Yeah. It's weird, though. Like, those partnerships exist though, within Yeah, football. those kind of um, like Southampton, relationships. Like Southampton, Liverpool, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you yeah, that's that pretty crazy, though, to think, yeah. That they dip into that pot a, a bit. Um, so maybe they're trying to build that sort of relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, what's the next match? Uh, we got Spurs beating Southampton 4-1. to one. It's a pretty big win. Big win as as decisive as you'd like. Um, well, I guess the one thing is it uh, it goes against, and I'm sure this is not going to be on an ongoing thing, but it goes against to the thing that you kind of uh, talk about a lot was all of their uh, all of their scoring comes from two players, mm-hmm. and this time it it actually w- was a, a lot more uh, spread out. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, is that a thing moving forward? Do you think, or or do I would you think like it's to see it? I think that's what I wouldn't say has held them back, but you know, it's something that I think they would need to work on because to be a successful team in the league, you also have to be unpredictable to an extent. And if you know where the attack's coming from, um, you know, I have to say, brilliant start again from uh, Kulisevsky. He's had a brief time with Spurs. I I, I did read that he has one of the best uh, goal per ninety ratios, and I know that's. 
you know, it's like whatever's. But I'm saying, like, anytime he's on the pitch, he makes shit happen. He's having that kind of uh, Bruno Fernandez effect. Uh, You remember when he first went and got to uh, United in the winter transfer? Yeah. He had a great second half and then an amazing first full season with with United. You kind of see a similar sort of... uh, yeah. Influence that Kulusevsky has is it going to be the same? I don't know. It's hard to say. Are they the same player? Absolutely not. But. It's not. It's not often, and it's not common that players have that kind of running start, like, like Bruno Fernandez and and like, uh, who are you mentioning right now? Uh, Kulusevsky and and maybe Haaland. We'll see. But you don't always get um, that. You don't always get that. You know, some players well, no, do take I mean, time. A lot. Of, you, you know, it's either systems, it's either uh, a player's uh, environment. Some players just don't fucking like where they ended up, and they just got there for the check. Uh, let's let's look at Di Maria uh, when he went to United. You know, he started off. He actually started off really good the first month or so, but then the talent. The there, rest, yeah. the rest of the season was kind of abysmal. Uh, but we always knew that Di Maria was really good, and he he was really good everywhere else he went. Still weird to see him in that Juventus kit. You said that earlier. Yeah, and, uh, I was watching, uh, I think, a friendly against Atletico, and he made the coque. Isn't, is it weird to think, and even now, because he's like 33, 34, something like that? Mm-hmm. Is it weird to say that I still think that he's better than Juve? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, for one, Juve right now is... is getting to a point where they're kind of at a low end in their decade, if you want to, like, measure it that way. Mm-hmm. So I, I think off of that alone, I think he is better. I don't it, know. I feel like they're getting better now. They're it could kinda, be. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, Vlahovic, and I don't think he's a finished article yet, but he's been a bit disappointing uh, as far well, as... Well, Juve as a whole hasn't really been all that great either. They're, they're missing Chiesa. You know, the... Yeah, and, that, and that's a huge miss for them. But also, a, a large part of last season, they were missing uh, Weston McKinney. I know, and and he was kind of making himself like a shoe in starter. I think Weston McKinney, man. I I hope and pray, and I don't really pray, but I I, I really need him to get fit, man, and stay fit because he keeps getting injured. And truthfully, I think for everything that Tyler Adams offers, I think Weston McKinney is just as good and better in in other regards. So I I really would like to see him do well because you know even he's thought highly of by by a lot of the Turin supporters in, in Juve. And ultimately, I think, you know, that team is good. And Serie A is the most open league in Europe. It's top five. Like, you can, there's no title favorite. I think in, in Spain, you have your title favorites. In Germany, in, in France, in England, you can narrow it down to at least two, you know, teams. Uh, AC Milan, it's open. I mean, AC Milan. In Serie A, it's open. Bro. Uh, I don't know. I still think it's, it's uh, Milan or Enter. I mean that's, that's how it ended up being by a good margin last season. Yeah, too. yeah. Last last season, those were the two top dogs. But I, I mean, guess not a good margin. But like, yeah, maybe it was closer than than I remember. But I think it was the closest league in in, in you know in Europe. Um, do you think if Barcelona are able to to figure out their whole bullshit, which I'm gonna I'm gonna assume they are, do you think they're a challenge for Madrid? I think so. I think they're pretty scary. I think they're, they're a challenge. Like, they're an honest challenge, but they're not title favorites. I still think uh, Real Madrid are title favorites because of the experience and the coaching and everything. Like, you can't... That, that is, a, is a one-up on anybody, you know, so... Uh, but Barcelona will pose their best challenge to a title that they've done in, in a while. So I think it'll... If they can keep the players. It's going to be fun, man. I think Atletico is, is a big question mark for me, though. 
they didn't have a, a crazy active transfer no, window. No, I, I, I wouldn't even say they got better. They lost Suarez, who, to be fair, yeah, wasn't and, amazing last season. But yeah, the season prior, he was, you know, pretty good. He, yeah, he was the reason they won it, I would say. Uh, but, I, yeah, I, I don't... Not really intimidated by Atletico all that much. I mean, they're they're going to be a challenge, of course, when you play them. You just They're a tough team to play. Um, Sevilla maybe got better. Maybe. I yeah. like Sevilla, yeah. So, Sevilla's always good, though. They're they're kind of like on that same sort of uh, level of, of um, what the fuck, uh, Atletico, and then, I don't know, maybe Valencia or whoever else. But, yeah, yeah, I I understand what you mean. I know we're talking about, uh, you know, La Liga right now. I mean, we're talking <laughs> about Premier League, but we digress into La Liga. But yeah, I just remembered uh, that, you know, we're talking about Barca, and I don't think this will happen, but... The rumors for Bernardo have been picking up. Oh yeah, trending in that direction. That he had a quote today too, and it made it sound like he, it made it sound like he wants to leave in the most respectful way. I have to be honest, like for me, he's one of the my favorite players that I've seen watch. I mean, seen play for City in the past, you know, three, four, he's five so years. He's so good, man. He's so good. He's so good, and he does a lot of uh, magnificent things that you know a lot of great players don't do. Um, but I do, I do believe he doesn't want to be at City anymore. I don't know. I think I, that much is obvious. Yeah, uh, yeah. But he's just so respectful to them. He doesn't want to burn that bridge. I'm sure he gets on really well with his teammates. Um, I got to wonder that he has... Well, I got to assume that he doesn't have a good relationship with Pep. Um, yeah. I think it's very it's professional, but they have their their disagreements. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's I mean, there's always a coworker you don't like, right? And maybe in this situation, you know, he's respectful, but in that sense, where man, fuck you, dude, in his head. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, and it makes well, he's been there for a while. He's won everything, um, and again, I'm sure he has some sort of like affection and appreciation. Yeah, I think uh, that that would be maybe uh, that story's over for him. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. That's another interesting thing to monitor. I don't think it'll happen, though. I have to be honest. The, oh, the money the, is, is too... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, w- I would like Madrid to swoop in. That would be interesting. I mean, you know, <laughs> that would be... Swap for Eden Hazard? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> I think if I were to swap a player from Madrid to City, it would probably be Valverde. And and, and I'm saying, like, because I'm trying to be fair and give a player of equal value, more or less. Mm. In, in a different different player completely, but I'm yeah. saying, you know, for what they offer. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll monitor that situation. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll reel it back to Oh, Brand. that would be crazy, though. If he did go to Barcelona, they'd well, be, I think if they'd that be happens, so stacked, man. It would be... It just would be unfair they would and be unrealistic. Really stacked, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, following, though, following the Tot- Tottenham match, uh, we have Chelsea beating Everton. Boring match. Away. I actually I actually got a chance to watch this one uh, because it was a little later in the day. Man... Yeah, like, Chelsea are, are not a fun team to watch. Uh, in fact, there was, like, a lot of memes of, like, melatonin, like a melatonin bottle with with the <laughs> Chelsea logo. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just that team is – they can get results, but they're not fun to watch, you know? And um, that's an issue. Um, uh, I, I honestly don't have a lot of good things to say about Chelsea. I, I, I don't see them – in Champions League next season, I don't see them really making any splashes this season. I don't know. To me, they're they're almost at that point of. Uh, do you remember when Manchester United won the Europa League? Yeah, Man, I think it was two thousand seventeen. Yeah, two thousand seventeen, where they had a 
a decent team on paper. Yeah. And then the next season, they weren't really all that good. You know, those years, I remember very clearly because I remember those those days, they actually would give City They, they a played tough City match. really well. Yeah, yeah. They played City really well. Um, but I, I just get that same sensation where they might play certain teams really well. Like, the players might rise to the occasion, but as a whole, they're, they're going to be boring. And, and uh, there's just other teams that are on the up and up, and they're, they're just not one of those. Unless, you know, they shut me up. They, they could. That, I mean, we're, we're just on week one. Anyway, yeah. they barely beat Everton, uh, and they beat their club legend, Frank Lampard. Uh, Leicester draws with Brentford 2-2. Yeah. Leicester's another team that I feel they're going to be a bottom half team. I don't think they're all that great. Just slightly, but yeah, I, I think they're 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 kind of like where Wolves are for me. Okay, yeah, like around so there, ten, eleven, maybe twelve place. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, okay. Um, they have some very talented players, but there's a lot of holes in that team. A manager that doesn't seem to get the best out of the players or progress them to another uh, stratosphere. I will say that Leicester's inactivity in the transfer window is damning. And it's going to cost them. Are they penny-pinching, or what's the situation there? Because they, they, they don't know, have, like, money problems, do they? They're actually pretty I, flush with money, they're, right? They're, yeah, they're pretty profitable. They're kind of like remember. Sevilla in the sense that they're really good at finding players that are able to play at the top level. They're just not super marketable, but I will point to a landmark moment, and it's it's a kind of a dark one, but when when their owner passed away in that helicopter crash, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal. Uh you know, since then, like, they have not really splurged on the player. I mean, truthfully, like, they, they and if, in fact, they've made a lot of money off transfers. They're good at finding good players. They sold Maguire. They sold Chilwell. They sold Mares. They, you know, they sold so many guys, and I'm sure down the line they'll sell Tielemans and Madison and Barnes. But they're not. And Fofana. And Fofana. They, they have, they're not really going after big-name players, which is kind of their forte. Well, do big-name players want to go there? Uh, you know, and that's that's where the question is. If well, I guess that's where the money comes into if play. If the money's right. right, they'll go. But if not, which they're not known for, they're not in a Champions League or even Europa League conversation right now. I don't think. Nah, nah. There's just other teams that are like straight up better, uh, in in every sense. Like we mentioned, maybe three or four good players, but they're not. They're not really going to change their fortunes, especially when you got players like Tielemans who wanted to leave. Oh, I forget uh, too, but they lost a club legend in Casper Schmeichel. Like they have a big question mark. That's at a leader. Goalkeeper. Yeah, you, like when you lose a leader, I, I think that affects you more than than um, than us outsiders are able to recognize. It's crazy, man, because that's a big position and they haven't addressed it. You know, um, so like, you know, a keeper that I would take on. I mean, I think at this point there's not too many great options available. I think you got to loan somebody in, maybe, you know, like a player that's a second string, maybe like a Matt Turner. I know that's crazy to think, but like about, somebody uh, like that. I was just going to bullshit and say Gazaniga from... Uh, <laughs> somebody I like from, that. I don't know where he was from. But, um, but but they might have a couple of interesting players. I mean, Harvey Barnes, I think, is so good. I think he might be their best like offensive player. More or less. Uh, like him, Tielemans, James Justin James is pretty good. Oh, he's good, too. Um, but, but they're really hoping that Drewsbury Hall is going to end up being some kind of like Foden-type character. Or, or Connor Gallagher kind of guy. Yeah, he scored in week one. You know, the scores aren't aren't everything. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I I see him as like I don't, I don't even know. Like maybe maybe like, this is harsh, but like I, I just Alana. really see him like a fucking uh, um, what's that dude that you guys had? Uh, uh, Rory Delap. 
I, oh, I don't know. I, like, like maybe a better, like a slightly better version than Delap. Like, like that kind of caliber. Player. Yeah, yeah. They're, I know they're not, but you know, <laughs> they're good at finding players, but I don't know if they're good at developing them. I mean, to an extent, uh, they are, uh, but at the same time, like I said, they're, they're not operating in the best interest of success for the team. And I know, like, it's easy for me to say because it's a lot of money to get there and a lot of, like, investment in, in every sense. But, like, they're not taken serious for that regard. If they were making moves in the transfer window, we would, I think every the league would be like, well, yeah, they've won stuff before. I'm not even just talking about the Prem, you know, like FA Cup. FA Cup, yeah. They're capable, but if they're not spending, they're not going to I, I don't much. know. They, they might, like, they had that, that period uh, after they won the league. Even very recently, maybe the last, maybe up to the last two seasons, where you would think that they were going to stay there. But uh, for me, now, I think they're very much at risk of becoming irrelevant again. Like um, I don't know, maybe like some Brighton level team, or even like a Southampton level team, where every every team's going to look at them to find players that are league proven and then take them for a decent amount and yeah, and then I mean, move on. For me, they're too big to fail. And I mean, like, I don't think they're going to relegate. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but they'll still be in the in the mix. They'll, they'll be like a Southampton. Yeah, that's, where, where that's a good Maybe they'll find themselves in relegation, but typically, typically they'll stay. Yeah, no, I agree. is that harsh? Am I being harsh on Leicester? No, I mean, I I can't I can't say they don't like, spend like that. I, you have to, and then that's why, like, obviously, Ernie like, he does. feels some type of way when I say it. But I'm like, I I'm actually rooting for Leicester. I like them. I have nothing against them. But they, teams hate people hate teams that that buy their success too but there's a certain amount of money that you really need to stay competitive yeah and they sell so much kind of like Dortmund you guys sell so many players but in the end what's it all for yeah and I, I think maybe we'll find out later this year but it might be time for Brendan Rodgers to yeah. maybe exit at some yeah, point if, yeah if the other two are, are getting fired he might find a sack too yeah he might because he's got good resources it's not like it's not like uh, Leicester or this little broke-ass club that yeah. are just fucking yo-yoing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. United lose to Brighton, and United seems to be the story these days. Just not on a, in a good way. They've just been kind of uh, kind of depressing. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's and They just, were at home, too. Yeah. yeah so. that, that, that before used to be a debacle, a disaster. But yeah, it, now, be, now it seems much more common. Through team. The last two years, you just see, oh, they lost that. Old Trafford, um, the the Ronaldo thing isn't going away. They they haven't sold them. Sancho isn't performing. Rashford doesn't seem like the guy we thought. He, again, we we thought Sancho or um, Rashford, even Sancho too, was going to be this Foden type guy. This fucking, I don't know, like a superstar type level talent, Jack Grealish, and uh, none of these guys have panned out that way. I don't know if it's United's anti development. Uh, black hole, but I don't know. Maybe maybe he's not that guy. Maybe he's like another Jesse Lingard. I don't know. They they don't learn from their mistakes. Honestly, I mean, I thought I mean Ten Hag is is a step in the right direction, but like in the grand scheme, and it's easy to say now uh, looking back. But Ronaldo had a pretty good season, but I don't think he was the right signing ever. You know what I mean? Like for the they for got him just so City wouldn't have him. I, that's what it feels and, like. And then City City ended up getting what they were trying to in in the end in the grand scheme yeah it worked yeah. out uh and who's to say like say if if, if ronaldo does join city in, in some crazy universe like maybe he does well i don't know i don't know if that would be would happen but 
like with that amount of money you're paying him and and whatever I think they they should have gone for different players and they didn't anticipate Ten Hag coming but now they have to deal with Ronaldo that's just a big elephant in the room and it's it's hard to see to see them having any success for the most part like I mean as far as silverware um, I, I I predicted a six place finish uh-huh. and I feel like I'm regretting it now you know oh you, oh you think it might be lower I know it's just week one but it's like dang man like everything that can go wrong is kind of going wrong um well we talked about this uh maybe at the end of the season maybe a little bit after towards the end like maybe between the last two three weeks of the end and after the end we we said that United's lowest like this this has to be their complete lowest point they won't get lower than this and I think they ended up in seventh last season if I'm not mistaken yeah yeah Am I right? I think so. I think so. I think seven. You, you, so you think they're they're even lower now than they were that that day? Um, I think, I think uh, with the way that some of the other teams are playing, it, it's very threatening for that sixth you know place spot. I'm not even throwing them in fifth right now because I think Spurs and Arsenal are just a step ahead right now. So and now Chelsea. United yeah. are competing with West Ham. You know, they're competing with uh, possibly Leeds. You know, some teams that I know we don't normally compare to United, but that's what they become. Uh, and, and, like, I think Ten Hag's a step in the right direction, but it's not going to happen immediately. You know, it, it's going to take time. And if, if I were to be a Manchester United advocate, I would, I would hope that they keep Ten Hag, bite the bullet with whatever signings they can't get rid of, and just make the most out of it. How much time did they give? Uh, how much time did they give? Uh, what's his name? The Norwegian guy. What the fuck? I forgot his name oh, already. Oh, uh, yeah. Ole. How, yeah. how much time did they give him? Was it two seasons? Two and a half seasons? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it wasn't <laughs> terrible, but it wasn't great. It's not the United Standard, especially when... Well, well, that's the thing, though, man. Like, And when you consider what they're paying their, their, their players, it's like, they sh- it should be better. I think officially, we need to stop thinking of them as... This oh my god what a turn Carvajal, we got to stop thinking as United as as a title contender or talk about them in that sort of way where they're they're on the level of Liverpool or Man City because we we got used to that right for the longest time for I guess their whole existence especially in the Prem, uh, and you and I grew up knowing that United were one of the best if not the best especially with Fergie, yeah, uh, and I think that sort of um, that sort of gloss has stayed with us this whole time and they're just not that team they're not on that tier they're maybe like a Bayern Leverkusen uh Sevilla level right now yeah but it's inexplicable you know it's it's almost it's indefensible. very explicable though they're they're their spending has been atrocious. And but that's my thing. It's like for their amount of spending they shouldn't be this bad. It's like how can you how can you get it this fucked up for like five years in a row, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, like, and the only fortunate thing is that they don't find themselves in this Barcelona level type situation where. Mm-hmm, that's the thing. They got. They actually like. They have the money. They they're, have. They're so rich. They're one of know? the most marketable marketable clubs in the world. Like still, it's crazy. and it's crazy, um, and it's due to their success. But if it continues for the next maybe five seasons or so, it's they, gonna they fizzle might, out. They might. They they're might end up in that like Barcelona Celtic. situation where. Yeah. At, at least Barcelona was winning shit while they were going broke. Um. Ah, fuck, what was I going to say? Shit. United? Or? Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was United, but, uh, oh, there's a walkout being staged for the Liverpool game. Yeah. Uh, you, you idiots, you already bought the tickets. 
Well, that's one thing, but, like, <laughs> walkout or not, new manager or not, success or not, you actually think, like, for starters, like, beating Liverpool or getting a result against them is going to be very hard. So, like, it's just dumb to do that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Is that going to change anything? Well, look at, and I know this is completely across the world, but look at uh, Galaxy. The biggest problem right now, or the biggest problem up until very, very recently was was the front office, was get Klein out. All that bullshit. And all of a sudden, Ricky Puig comes in and shit, and we forget to criticize the front office because they're they're talking about getting, I don't know, somebody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, these things are very fickle. If they happen to sign somebody like uh, like Harry Kane, for example, you know, if United says, fuck it, let, let's spend 170 <laughs> on Harry Kane or whatever, you know, and I think everybody will forget. And, it, again, it's like one of those things where – it's it's a lot of money and it's horrible money spent, but people are going to forget because they're going to be so happy at this short-term sort of, I don't know, uh, fucking little running high that they get. Yeah, I think any club will be, like, excited to get Kane. But, like, you know, most teams getting Kane is, like, almost guaranteed success. And I think for United, it's not. They've shown that they can go after great players it doesn't mean that they will be successful. And I think they got to do the dirty work first. Don't be so glamorous for a few years. Build a play style. Be humble. Take players that aren't well-known. But that's... That the crazy f- thing is is they're able to afford the great players. I know. And, and they need to be smarter about that. Instead of throwing mm-hmm. that money no, at I, the I players totally get it, yeah. and agents, maybe throw it to your facilities I really thought for they scouting. Re- you know? I really thought they were going to uh, like try and spend a ton of money for Lewandowski. That would have made sense. Somebody like that. But then again, like... But that's not a move that you make looking towards the future. And, that, and that's, that's one of the things about Barcelona. You're, you don't know if Lewandowski is going to go on a sharp decline. Nothing points towards that. But one year of good football is not worth, you know, three or four year contract. Look at, look at Luis Suarez. His first year with, uh, with Atletico, amazing. Second year, not so much. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was the, the longevity isn't there. And we, we actually, with Luis Suarez, we had an idea of what he can do in different leagues. With, with you know, Lewandowski, we have no clue. We, we're just hoping. So it, it is a risk. I'm not going to lie. I hope he does well. I think he will do well. But if, I think he, didn't, do good. if he didn't do well, I mean, at the same time, like, well, expect- when well, have we ever seen well, him do well? Well, that's, well, that's the thing. Is, I don't, maybe you don't agree. Maybe... Maybe you don't see it that way, but Lewandowski's a legend of the game. No, no, he is, 100%. I, I Anytime like you have a chance to get that. I mean, let's not look further than Messi and Ronaldo last season where they both went to legendary teams for, for, well, because of their status. I know, yeah. No, 100%. I, I, I think he's, he's amazing. But it's like, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. like, in another league, we don't know. You know, I, I, I think it's, it's Did you more see that goal against Pumas, though? That was really nice. I actually I didn't get to oh, watch that man. game. That was a that was a really good goal. I was I was pretty surprised because it was a very tight angle. Um, oh, but you know that's when you know though that those players. I mean, to this day he's transcendent. It, and doesn't, it's just it doesn't sit right with me that like Kuhn, Unfortunately, what happened to him happened to him. I thought he could have been decent for them. Like if, if say if like no no heart problem, no nothing. Obviously injuries are an issue with him. But like that's a guy that has like like this guy here Benzema who just watching highlights of. Like, some guys have that trait where, like, they're just, they, they're married to goals. It, it happens for them. And Lewandowski's that guy. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. Benzema, I could say that he was that at Lyon. By the way, Benzema beca- became 
the second uh, leading goal scorer for Real Madrid's history today. Oh, okay. Um, so he's he's just behind the fucking. Uh, he just passed Raúl. He's behind Platini now, or who who's the guy who has for, the no just for Real Madrid? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, for Real Madrid, the leading goal scorer is Ronaldo. Oh, word, word. Interesting. That, um, that's that's a testament unto itself, you know. Yeah, and uh, do you know how many goals behind uh, Ronaldo Benzema is now? By the way, third place with Raul, and they have Di Stefano, they have Hugo Sanchez. Oh, that's uh, what I was thinking, Di Stefano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Platini. I'm uh, tripping. Uh, I, I, I would say it's not much, but I, you know better than I do. He's 126 goals away. Oh, shit, man. That's like, by Benzema's standards, <laughs> that's three more seasons of work. Uh, Roughly. Yeah. In all comps. Three divide. Wait, that's Okay, you think three, you can score like 42 a season? 126 goals divided by three is 42 goals a season. I know that's insane. All comps, I guess. Uh, and that's three years. I, that's tough, huh? <laughs> if he gets, I, I think this season maybe was one of his best, if not his best. And I think he was like somewhere around 52. But he was just, you know, outstanding uh, fucking Ballon d'Or level. No, yeah. So, but like, you know what's crazy is that like the level he's had. He's maintained it. I think for me, that's the most impressive. He's thing. always been really good. He's never had an off of year. He's never had a bad year. I mean, there's I been years so. that have been less than others, but I mean, nah. Dude. I, and I feel so ashamed. I, I might have said this before. I feel so ashamed. Maybe like seven years ago, maybe even less than that, or more, like eight years ago. I remember one time I was just like, let Madrid sell him for whatever they think he's worth, and get someone like fucking. At the Amazing. time, you're probably thinking like Ibrahimovic. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Like someone that was I know really was lighting it up for the light for the longest. Aguero and Benzema. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like someone like, like that. But yeah. but uh, I'm glad we kept him, and I'm glad I was, you know, not not uh, <laughs> pleased. It's so interesting though. Like he's he's really withstood. No, yeah, no, the test of time. He, but he's always been good. So you know, I don't really have anything to complain about well, in terms of play. Was, when he first joined Madrid to what it is now, it's so different. Oh, yeah, no, and he's still totally, been successful. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's well, that, pretty cool. I, we were talking about. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned Slatan because Slatan never really scored at the volume of um, who did we compare? Oh, Holland. Holland. Who, who I mean, was a, like lot, a lot of top physical, strikers. Yeah, he was this physical animal, scoring a lot. We we know him as one of the best strikers. Uh, but we we think about like Adriano, um, even Shevchenko to an extent, uh, Fernando Torres. Uh, the list goes on about about uh, uh, strikers in that sort of era, but Drogba, yeah. But but their goal, you look at their at their goal scoring records, and and I think it has more to do with the football rather than their actual talent. But they didn't really have like stupid crazy numbers as some players might have right now. Well, and and this is cliche, and everybody says it, but what Messi and Ronaldo have done to the sport warped our perception. As yeah, well. yeah, and those guys in any era would have scored that amount of goals, if not more. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think. I no, I mean, the, I mean, it, it, I, it's hard to say definitively, but those guys, like, I don't know. The we, fact we, that all we these, might not ever see see that again. The fact that all those players, um, and and if we talk about Real Madrid specifically, um, Raúl. Uh, Raul in particular, yeah, no, but Raul. they all played much longer than Ronaldo did. Well, that's what's <laughs> most impressive is like, yeah, you mentioned Ronaldo had a brief time there, and he still has that many goals. You know, it's it's pretty insane. You know, it's yeah. a testament. Like, yeah, uh, that's why, like, I've always said, like, Ronaldo for me is probably the best finisher all time. 
you know, goal scorer every all way. time. Yeah, every way. He's and, and, and then the, the conversation is best player, and then that's where things get, you know, with Messi. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. But I think those guys are, the, yeah. You know, the, the one thing about Messi is he was always the same. Even now, he's always been the same player. He's never really... He's never really had to change his game, whereas Ronaldo, Ronaldo's gone through maybe three or four different phases yeah. in, in his play style and, and his adjustment. Yeah, that's the crazy Which thing. Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, we fucking digress really fucking crazy. Um, yeah, United lose to Brighton. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's really an indicator of who they really are. Yeah. There's an overreaction right now for sure, and especially with that stupid-ass walkout, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, next up is uh, West Ham versus Man City. Uh, I know, I know, you got up for that one for sure. Yeah, yeah, I got to give see us, that give one. us, give us your review. Uh, man, you give know, give us your quirks and features. Yeah, yeah, it was a good game, and West Ham are a good team as well. You know, like like I said, I have them finishing. They're seven. an upper half team. Yeah, and you know, David Moyes typically plays a little bit more pragmatic, and I think City. Struggled with that in the first five minutes, ten minutes. If you watch the game, like I, I remember they created a few chances for Antonio, and and you know they tried to get the ball in the box, but then after that it was all City, you know, and uh, I felt like that would have changed the game completely too. And that's and that's the biggest uh, thing against City is like if you're able to to get it to nab a goal, it's like you really have a chance, you know. But but there was also a period. Um, well, West Ham style is. And, and David Moy style in general is very counterattacking wise. They do have a lot of interesting players: Suchek, uh, Bowen, uh, Fornals, uh, who else? Um, now Skamaka, but he's still being worked yeah, yeah, into the still, scheme. He's still being worked into it, and I don't know if he's an automatic starter, even even with familiarity yeah. over Mikel Antonio. But uh, who else do they fucking have? I, I know they have some. Yeah, Cres- Cresswell's pretty good. Fornals, um, Ben Rama. Uh, ben Rama's a good option. Um, so, so they do have a lot of technique, and they're not like the strictly like just run forward counterattacking team that that some uh, counterattacking systems have. Mm-hmm. So th- there is there is some uh, some finesse to to the way they counterattack uh, due to Moyes, but and they defend very well. I have to say, yeah, oh, they do. Yeah, they they did a really good job until they decided that a high line was good against Holland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's a point in games where, and we see it against full. Uh, I mean, sorry, Liverpool and, and Arsenal. Like, CP did it, uh, and they're just like, all right, well, fuck it. We got to go for it. You know, if we're going to be, if we're going to lose, let's go out and, and try to attack. Yeah. And, and then that plays into the games of the teams that have, like, stupid skill, stupid scheme offensively. And, and City got them. Uh, West Ham had their moment in the second half, though. They they had, like, I want to say, and and this is something that a lot of teams can't do against City. Um, it's just due to quality, man. That, that's all it really comes down to. But... They had like a good fifteen minutes where they they were controlling the match yeah, in the second were, half. Yeah. I, I would say like between fifty and sixty five, maybe even seventy minutes. Um, but I don't know the the uh, that first goal with with Holland running into the space and and trying to move it around the keeper. Obvious penalty, no questions there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good thing to have a secure penalty kick taker, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I was telling the guys there. Uh, I always go watch the games at Fox and Hounds when I can. Studio I was team. telling the guy, yeah, I was, I was telling the guys, I was like, bro, I haven't felt that confident about a penalty like going forward now since Yaya Torre. Um, yeah, it's just he has confidence, and when the penalty did happen, he grabbed the ball and he said, nah, I'm, I'm taking it, and uh, he took it well. 
I always like when when the player that earned the penalty takes the penalty. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, by the I way, I don't like the idea of a designated penalty <clears throat> kick taker. He he didn't give up on the play. You know, he uh, chased it down. No, he, yeah, he got fouled. Uh, yeah, he got very obviously fouled after the injury to Fabianski, who was actually doing a pretty good job. Oh yeah, Ariola. Yeah, yeah Ariola. Um, yeah, he's he's just not he's not starting level Premier League quality. You know, I think I think he's he's good, but he doesn't have the experience that Fabianski has. Still a little, uh, you know, a little green. Uh, but I think uh, you know, focusing on Holland specifically, I think my favorite thing was just seeing how fast he can be. You know, uh, like once oh, he gets man. like a, a full head of steam, open space. and he opens stride, it's but, like damn. <laughs> a lot of the narrative, I I, I might have even said this before, uh, so I don't want to be a hypocrite, but. A lot of the narrative was, well, he's not going to have that much open space in the prem. Well, he ran into, he was dangerous the whole time. I'm not, whether whether his timing was off, whether his teammate's timing was off, we can we can discuss that and we notice that just because it's Holland yeah. and just because he's coming into it. But uh, he was consistently dangerous. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he had a good game outside of the goals. He had a good game because of them, um, but he was always dangerous. And what else do you want from your striker? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I know Haaland is, like, is his debut in the PL. But as a, as a team, I thought City just, you know, they played well. Uh, they, were, they were obviously better. And um, let's not forget, <laughs> they, they played with this, like, 3-5-2 system where both uh, Kyle Walker and... Uh, and uh, Cancelo were, were kind of field. like in these eight roles, were, were like, yeah. like Iniesta Xavi type roles, where they were they were very involved in the middle, not even not even drifting up high. They were very they very narrow. Yeah, that tells me that Pep has a lot of trust in his uh, in his uh, center backs. Yeah, and he has a lot of trust in what Cancelo and Kyle Walker can can provide moving forward. Yeah. And that also leaves a ton of space for Holland to run into, for De Bruyne to get into between lines, or whether it's Grealish or or Gundogan or even Mares to to run on the on the flank. Uh, you got it. Like th- those players dragging other players, even if they don't have the ball. So I, I imagine throughout the season we'll see a lot of uh, a lot of distribution from Ederson uh, getting getting players on onto goal. Yeah, it's very possible. I I think. You know, and even Rodri and, and his uh, transition, like getting the ball into attack. Yeah, he's become Real Madrid level. Yeah, I mean, I'll take him. he looks like he belongs on a span, like traditional, like oh, 2005 through no, 2015. He's, he's gotten really good. I remember, Spanish team. I remember talking shit about him. Um, I I, I, the, I even talked shit about him in yeah. the early days of our pod, which was the season before last, right? Yeah. So this is our third season of the pod. Um, yeah. That after that first season, I remember talking shit about him. That he was not necessarily at that level. Gonzalo too, for that matter. No, but, and those but are the two Rodri, players I didn't. I didn't really agree with either. But they shut me up. Rodri is evolving, and he's so good. And I guess the the big question, and I guess this also has implications onto the, on the onto the English national team is what is that? Where does that leave uh, uh, Calvin Phillips? Right. 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 I had it. Um, I saw a good comment from uh, Adam Booker about, well, I mean, he's going to play 25 games because someone was criticizing the fact that he's an English player, not going to get a ton of time that most other English players are going to get, um, which I, I 
There's some merit. I can to that. I can agree with to an extent because he's not gonna get. You're you're talking about a guy that's gonna get some minutes, but by the time the World Cup comes, we're only talking about maybe two months worth of Premier League because there's still gonna be international breaks as well. We don't know what's gonna happen with injury. We we're gonna assume he's gonna be okay, but still, how many minutes is he gonna realistically have with City? And that might be something to the detriment of the English team. You know, it's it's funny because like people do point to that a lot, and I feel like the person that maybe will suffer the m- most minutes lost to accommodate for Calvin Phillips might not even be Rodri; it might be uh, uh, Gundogan or, or somebody in the uh, somebody else in the midfield. Do you feel comfortable losing those guys though for what Gundogan provides, especially having uh, Rodri on the field? It's going to depend on the opponent. You know, on certain games, you know, it's like their strengths and there's ideas and. And, like, Pep's idea to throw Cancelo and, and Walker, it's like, that's a unique idea that he might not revisit for another that, month or so. Uh, but yeah, that, it, it, but how, that's, how tough that's does evolution. That make it? Yeah, that's that, evolution that's in tough. football. Yeah, exactly. And it's tough on the opponent because what, what do you prepare for now? Do you prepare off film? Uh, but I think even David Moyes said that tactically they were bad because they weren't prepared for what City brought. Yeah. And, and like I think that's entirely say, valid because what we saw, I, well, I mean, what I saw on the field was... Okay, this this is difficult. Not only are they pressing you, but they also don't have to go full tilt. Yeah, they don't have to wear themselves out to to suffocate your spaces as an opponent. The spacing that's that's, that's the that's, biggest thing. Yeah, that's incredible because they they leave themselves in good positions to to defend, but also to attack and to generate I mean, even a long ball. Man, I don't know. I think <laughs> I think City are a very big enigma, and. Uh, West Ham was a very good test of of uh, of that system that maybe uh, Pep has been trying to evolve. Yeah, yeah, and and Holland's, scary. It's fucking scary. And it, then Holland yeah. is an animal on his own. Yeah, he scored the second one. It was a really nice pass from De Bruyne. Found him on the through ball, and you know, I think like when we're thinking of the best finishers, like that's how they finish. You know, confidently, precisely, with technique. And those are plays, by the way, and I know Holland's much better and different position, but you throw Sterling into plays like that, even Gabriel Jesus at moments, that could have been a miss, you know? And, and I think there's differences. In, it got under the keeper. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm, like personally, with Aguero, I had confidence that he was going to finish chances like that. With some of the players that have left City, I didn't, and now I feel like I have that confidence again in a player like Holland who... I don't know, man. Like, I, I may be just geeking because he's my player and he's new, but I'm saying the way he finishes, it's like, yeah, he's about it, you know? The finish was good. Well, the fact that he finished was good. Uh, a lot of the times you'll see the keeper come out and, and stuff it just because he made himself big and and, uh, and just minimize the space possible. He yeah. happened to finish. I I have a hard time. The, the fact that he got into that position, that's Holland, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also De Bruyne's pass. Let's not forget that. But, uh, Oh, the passes, uh, yeah, nice. I'm, I'm just saying, oh, shit, my from, from from experience of watching former City players, like I can tell you so many times that De Bruyne played that type of ball in, and it didn't get finished, mm-hmm. and it's because the the quality and finishing is shot right at the keeper. I just, yeah. it was a breath of fresh air to see a guy no, like I'm, looks like he knows what he's doing, you know? Yeah, Holland was dangerous, man. I'm not, I'm not even gonna deny that one bit, man. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think it's gonna be trouble for the league. I, I was iffy, but uh, I'm not anymore. The one thing I'm iffy on, and I have yeah. to be honest, and, and I found quite disgusting. Uh, I don't know if you agree or not, but that kit from City is horrible. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, man. I, I think that shit is 
Ugly. I would never, I wouldn't buy it or wear it like that. But you yeah. know, after I, it always happens to me every year. Like it, Puma, once Puma's, you see them wear it, wear it on the field, it, it looks better. Yeah, Puma's people. Uh, is that the third kit? That's the third kit. Yeah, yeah. Puma, I, Puma's third kit is always pretty shit. Last year's it wasn't even that good either, right? No, it was terrible. Well, it was like the the same thing for. Every I hated team. it more than this one, to be honest. But like I and the colors were more neutral, but the the pattern was the, just yeah yeah it, it was it was very lazy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was the first week, man. Uh, best team so far. <laughs> uh, let's, let's not even fucking deny it, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. But, Arsenal. You know, early. Ah. Well, like, I think even, like, Tottenham, you know, so far. They scored the most. Starting, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, let, let's get into the uh, preview, and then we can, uh, yeah, we can call it a day, brother. All right. Um, so, um, starting on Saturday, August 13th, Aston Villa versus Everton. Uh, who do you got? I'll take uh I'll take a draw. Funny enough, I'll take like a one one draw. I'm taking goose eggs. Yeah, I mean they're yeah, they're both pretty bad. They're both not good. Managed by <laughs> by legends of the game by all means, but shit, man, they're just I don't know, not not pulling in results. Uh Arsenal versus Leicester. Uh it's yeah, that's a fun match. Yeah, I think so. Leicester is usually uh, tricky for Arsenal today though. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'll still I'll give it to Arsenal, uh, but yeah. I I think it'll be like a a nice like two like one battle. Yeah, two I'll, one? I'll take like yeah two one three one Arsenal. How many goals do you think uh, Jamie Vardy's gonna get this season? Oh shit! Yeah, he's. I don't even know if he starts these days. I'm sure he does. No, maybe. no, no. He's not know. starting. No. Uh, maybe like anywhere between eight to twelve. I was gonna say eight. Yeah, yeah. eight to twelve. I I don't know. Uh, Brighton versus Newcastle. That's a good match. I'm gonna take a draw though, one one. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's week. fair. Yeah, one one. I'll, I'll agree. Manchester City versus Burnmouth, Burnmouth. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a bollocking, isn't it? You you think so? You know. This is at seven o'clock in the morning. Are you waking up for that? I was gonna say. I just realized it's all on Saturday. I might. I might. I worked that day, but I'll see. I'll see if I can pull some strings. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be watching it. I'll be up. It's just as soon as the game's over, I'm gonna have to clock in in like a few minutes. Oh fuck! And I don't want to. I don't want to do that. But um, as far as City, yeah, two two nil, three nil. Um, I I really honestly I like Bournemouth and their project. They got obviously uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Scott Parker. Scott Parker. And but the players aren't too notable, you know. And credit they beat uh, yeah. Villa. But I, you but know, that's I, much closer to their actual level than who City are, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. But you know, we could say the same thing about Fulham. So it's like you never know. Maybe, maybe. But you know, logic um, says City. <laughs> uh, how did you feel about uh, uh, what's his name? Ah, oh, fuck! How did I forget this? Mm-hmm. The leading goal scorer of all time for Premier League. What's his name? Alan Luke Shear. Apple. Alan Shear. Yeah. Fuck! How did I forget that? Uh, you saw his comments ab- about Holland, or he tweeted him oh, only I think two hundred and thirty-eight oh, yeah, to yeah, go, yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. How'd you feel about that? I mean, I, I find that, you know in, English people do that. Even Gary Lineker does that shit like that, you know. Uh, but I, I, I didn't. I took it more as banter, you know. But you know, considering how early, but he must. It must be though that he rates him though, because he doesn't say that for every. You well, know. yeah, I think he rates him, and they had actually a sit down interview like a week or two ago, which is pretty good if you if you have time. Oh to watch shit! It. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Um, and it was just kind of interesting, you know. That they were kind of feeding off each other, but. You know, given Haaland's age, like, and if he were ideally in a utopian world to stay at City for, you know, the next decade, 
hey, you know, who's to say? But, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's credit from one of the Premier League guy, gods. A guy we were standing, like, a few feet away from. At, uh, he's a god. Uh, he's a god in terms of uh, football, Premier League. Yeah. Just a um, chill guy, too. Like, you don't really ever see him. Like, seems like a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, next match. Southampton so. hosting Leeds. Leeds, 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 Leeds. Yeah. I see another draw, man. 2-2. Two, two. I'll take Leeds on this one. I'll take a 3-1. Do you take Aronson to score? I'll, that'd be nice. Maybe Do you have Aronson on your fantasy team? I, I wanted to, but I, <laughs> I had to drop him. I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't go through on him, and maybe I regret it now. But uh, what, what, What's his cost? I might add him. What's his cost? I forget. I forget. Oh, it's man. not too expensive, though, but I had to get one, like, really low-priced hmm. low, uh, sure. yeah. one. Uh, but, yeah. Wolves versus Fulham. Ooh, that's a good uh, one. I'll take Wolves 1-0. I, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, yeah. I, I think Fulham, you know, they, they ran out of luck. <laughs> the first week was good, but, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's the next match? Brentford, Man United. <laughs> I'll take uh, I'll take United. I'll give them a benefit, you know, two one. I'm see. gonna take United against like not great teams up until the middle of October, and then I'm gonna stop picking them. But for now, I'll take United. United one nil. On the road. Fair, fair. They did have a decent road record last season, if I remember correctly. Um, Nottingham Forest versus West Ham. That's pretty good. Uh, West Ham three uh, one. Yeah, I'll take West Ham uh, 1-0. Okay. But I think, you know, they'll be much better overall. And then Chelsea versus Tottenham. That's a good match. That's a very, That's a very good match. Good match. Yeah. Uh, Tottenham 2-0. Sheesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Son and Kane. Yes, sir. I'll, myself, take that to your bookie, son. Uh, ah, man, it's going to be a tough one. Bookie! Uh, I think Tottenham are the better team currently, uh, but you know Chelsea know they just they know how to get results. Uh, but I don't think they'll win. I, I would say a tie, like a one-one. Mm. Uh, it could be set piece. It could be penalty again. I don't know. But I I think uh, I think it's gonna be a, a good showdown. All right, I got two nil. You got one-one. That's that's pretty good. And then the last game of the uh, of the match week, uh, Liverpool hosting Crystal Palace. I'll take a uh, Liverpool three-one. Yeah, I'll take Liverpool uh, 2-0. Okay. Yeah, 2-0. Uh, but, you know, it's it's never out of the ordinary if, if Palace put up a fight. You know, they put up yeah, a fight yeah, against yeah, big yeah, teams. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that should be a fun one. All right. And then um, the Spanish League starts. Uh, I hope Madrid can really keep it up. They got the, the uh, Super League today, which is awesome. Uh, I, think, uh, I think it's... M- Cross that got his fifth uh, Super League because of uh, when he was with uh, Bayern Munich, and he's uh, he's go. the second player ever to get that uh, next to uh, Paolo Maldini, who's a huge legend in the sport, of course. Yeah. Um, Barcelona, who I feel is going to really be able to register all the players. I think it's going to be a really close league. If I'm honest, I, I really don't feel 100 percent confident that we're going to do it. Um, but we are in the hunt for um, for a lot of silverware this season, so I hope uh, Vinicius can uh, can keep his level or even get better. Rodrigo is looking good. Valverde, Benz, we know he's on on course for uh, Ballon d'Or, and I want to see how the new guys do. Even uh, Casemiro's growth, I mean uh, um, Camavinga's growth, 
and what you well, can bring, yeah. Rudiger, and we might even bring a couple other guys in. I'm not 100 percent sure. They keep yeah. saying that they're set for a striker, but I think I think we need a backup uh, number nine. Uh, just just uh, what Benzema brings, um, and obviously Cross and Mondrich, uh they got their replacements. Casemiro was amazing today. <sighs> man, I can't wait. Yeah, can't wait to see how weekend. we defend, man. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's it for for today, brother. Yes, sir. Pretty good pod. Um, two guys, two mics, two pints. 103 is coming next time. Bye.